Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, Alex Tavella, a.k.a. The Goat, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Good morning to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. I am your host, Honest Abe, and thank you for joining us this fine but rainy here in South Florida Saturday morning for KMA Talk Radio, episode number 440. As always, I am with my trusty gang, the Italian scallion himself. Looks like in his new place, finally. Yeah. And the man we call the goat, Alex Tavella. Look at Paul cheesing. Paul's cheesing. He's happy. Uh, I, I'm so happy. We finally got in. What a what a beautiful tree you have. That's a that's an olive tree. I would assume as a paisan, you would appreciate that. That's a uh, it's got fake olives on it and everything. Am, am I actually seeing a a, a Maneki neko on your table? A what? Um, a what? That's what. They oh, the call? cat. That's yeah. what they call the golden cat. Yes, it's good right. luck for sales. Dude, that is so funny. <laughs> Wait till you see when I get I everything on you, I told you you were a cat person, dude. You just <laughs> don't know it. You just don't know it. No, in Asian in Asian culture, which I've studied quite a bit. You didn't even know Japanese. what it was called. Yeah, wait a minute. Time out. You don't get to give us the historical significance. You didn't even well, know what it was, it was a called. It was a gift. It was a gift from a friend of mine. But I wanted to show you this because I came across this. This was a, another gift that's kind of cool, like a little piece of memorabilia. I have a bunch of other pieces of memorabilia, but I don't know if you can see this. Disneyland you know what that is? Band. That's a Disneyland yep. cigar band. Yeah, yeah, it's an original, unused Disneyland cigar band. So they used to sell branded cigars, I guess. You, you should know, just, the, hand white just hand that over to me. Let me put it on my museum. That's actually I, you know what? the only piece of impressive Disney memorabilia. memorabilia. No, I have more. It's, I have more. It's packed away. I have an original ticket book, actually, that was also given to me. I mean, and, this uh, is relevant. But there's – I Abe, I actually may have – maybe getting more of these because somebody found the larger versions and a couple of the smaller ones that they're going to give me. So if I do, you can have this one. Yeah, I'd like to have one of those in my uh... – It's really cool. I had no idea. I knew there was a tobacconist, but I didn't know they actually sold tobacco in Disneyland, but they, they did. They probably used to walk around smoking in Disneyland. What are you right. talking about? They, right. they, yeah, they probably did. You're right. <laughs> but yeah, we finally got in. I'm in. I'm in the office. My desk came. If you'd like, I can. I can stand. I have an automatic uh, raising. Oh wait, where's it going? See now, look at this. Automatically goes up and down. What? But now I got to stand up. So that's a whole thing. But what see? automatically goes up and down? My desk. <laughs> Here. Uh, see. And it goes up and down, and it's 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 fancy. Like you're ever gonna stand and work? Who the fuck? I did. I did all day. I swear to you, all day yesterday. Stop. Stop. All day yesterday. Stop. Hold on, it's already it's already going down. (laughs) 
All right, Alex. No, I, I swear. Go ahead, Alex. Who, whose roast beef place are you in front of today? Nick's. Nick's roast beef. Nick's South roast Philly beef. staple. Otherwise, hole in the wall bar slash roast beef kingdom. Paul, I think Ooh. I got a picture up there. Maybe I can spur an argument with Abe because he's a Chicago beef guy. Hang on. Not the same thing. Yes. Yeah. More. More. This is more the same thing than because you compare cheesesteaks to Chicago beef. This is probably. Oh, I, I really don't. Chicago Italian beef is its own. I mean, look, the core ingredients the same, but you know, it, it, you know, it's it's not the same type of sandwich. Why not? What What is the difference besides Chicago makes a salad out of everything? <laughs> <laughs> and Italian beef. You talk about, that is, you talk about no, there ain't. It's just jardinera, and if you want hot peppers, yeah, jardinera. There's carrots. There's celery. It's salad. It's if you want hot peppers, cabbage, right? Salad sandwich. No, same no. thing. Close roast. A roast beef sandwich is closer to a Chicago Italian beef, essentially the same, than a cheesesteak is. Is my argument. Cheesesteak's more, you know. It depends. I mean, if you get a cheesy beef. It's the cheesy beef is similar to a Philly cheesesteak, but it, it's all just in the seasoning of the beef and how the beef tastes. That's what it is. It, the beef tastes so different because of the the au jus that they they, they cook. Well, it. that's what a, that's the same thing as a, a roast beef sandwich rather than a cheesesteak. It's unseasoned. It's really just beef. No, oil. no, it's not. It's in it's in it's it's in the juice. Look at the juice. It's all about the juice. Yeah, a, a huge difference in the no, different flavors it, of the no, juice. No, it's not. It's not. Oh yeah, it's absolutely. You never even had an Italian beef sandwich. I did. I had them fucking shitty salad. Yeah, exactly. One that was salad beets that you get here. One that was made here in, in Delray Beach. Get the fuck out of here. It's the same thing. He thinks the only place they cook it in, in, in gravy is in Chicago. Go to Portillo's. Salad on top. Go to Portillo's when you're in Chicago. See that, Coop? Thank you, Coop. Even though you're – I've been a little shaky on your – Shit! Since the beef jerky. Oh, he said no. Nope. He correction. You cannot. Why can't Coop know? He's from fucking North Carolina. <laughs> Why wow, you turned on a dime? Absolutely. I'm very echoey in here. I notice. I got to get some uh, stuff going on the walls. Oh man! I. You know what? I've never had either. I've had plenty of Philly cheesesteaks. I've never had uh, a beef, but I. I feel like I know where that place is. No, well, you don't know where place. Listen, Portillo's Pertillo's is a famous place in Chicago. It literally started with like a. A little like doghouse looking hot dog stand. Well, it's like a multi billion dollar. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the Chicago okay. place. I'm saying Nick's. Is that that's a place where you oh, roll? Okay. You have to roll up your windows, right? It's roll a little shady over there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't all of South Philly? Is. Isn't all of South Philly? Uh, uh, you know, a little bit. It's not no because some some spots of it are like where the hipsters are moving in now. So yeah, the Nick's is off the grid of the hipster yeah. movement. They haven't there's they like, haven't gentrified that area yet. <laughs> I could go for a roast beef sandwich. Uh, we've been starving ourselves for four months, and then this since we moved in, we've just been like somebody sent us uh, Lindbergers the other day, which it was good. I mean, I'm appreciative of it. Lindbergers Lindberg, yeah. is, is past his prime. Yeah, I didn't think it was that great. I got a chicken sandwich too, by the way. Third or fourth generation owners now, and whatever fifth maybe. It's just past his prime. Yeah, yeah. There was one in Delray. Well, I don't even know if it's still there. It was real good about probably 10, 15 years ago, but it's it's shot. Where was it? Uh, I think it's the one in uh, Lake Worth. Lake Worth. It's well, the one we go to is in Wellington. Yeah, that was that's a newer one. Yeah, it is. It's new inside. It, I mean, it is what it is. It's a burger, but it's not. I had the chicken sandwich though. 
Because I love a grilled chicken sandwich with bacon and tomato. Burgers and orders a chicken sandwich. Because <laughs> I've had their burgers before and I wasn't super impressed, so I got a chicken sandwich. I think it was Rocky, better. He reminds me of Rocky Patel. Rocky Patel was coming up to visit one time, and wanted, <laughs> and want true story. Wanted to meet for lunch in Delray, and he said he was dying for good Italian food. Like you know, where can we go? I haven't had good Italian food, Abe. I need you to find me some Italian food. Okay, Rock, I'll find you some Italian food. So we go to Tremonti's. Alex, you're familiar with the place? Absolutely. Probably one of the better Italian restaurants in the area, especially in Delray. Absolutely. I make a lunch reservation. We get there. You know what this? You know what this guy orders? A Caesar salad. Chicken fucking Caesar salad. I'm like, are you <laughs> fucking serious? You made this big deal. Made me drive all the way down to downtown Delray to meet you for lunch. Because you wanted Italian, you ordered a chicken Caesar salad. True That's story. why he's in shape. True story. True story. <laughs> I love a good chicken Caesar salad, though. There's nothing like a good with with the house made dressing, with the eggs and uh, and the anchovies in it. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean the only differentiator with the Caesar, Caesar salad, salad. Me, is if it actually has real anchovies. Yeah, and yeah. The, no, and the Parmesan and the Parm. Yeah, but yeah, other yeah. than that. First off, for me, real anchovies are white anchovies, right? So that that's a big differentiator for me. But I don't I don't put any protein in a Caesar salad. Caesar salad should just be a Caesar salad. Oh, see, no, I like chicken and anchovies, and I'll eat the black or the white. I like the white better because they're less uh, I don't know, and, and look, realistically, here's the thing: if you're eating a Caesar salad, you might as well just eat a Whopper because it's the same in same you're, thing. You're not saving any any health that's points true. with a Caesar salad. That's true. That's true. Absolutely not. It's not. But a the Parmesan makes a big difference because you go to Olive Garden, they don't use Parmigiano Reggiano, like real, real Parmesan cheese. You know, no, you gotta like have the shave. You gotta uh, have. Did you just say Olive Garden? Well, I'm just saying. I mean, they have a good salad. I don't like their food, but their salad is good. It's just not an Italian salad. You tell me, you don't like the salad at at Olive Garden. The last, the last I time I went to Olive Garden was at the University of Indiana, probably thirty years ago. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, you know, no knock on Olive Garden. Olive remember. Garden was the hot college hangout because for like five bucks you can have all the breadstick soup and salad. Yeah, that's Hell where yeah, you man. lived in college. It's like don't go to Olive Garden as an adult. I still do that. I still no, do. I haven't had Olive Garden. Garden, and I don't know. I don't think I've ever had. I don't know if I ever had Olive Garden. We had no, it during no, the pandemic. Granted, I mean, I've had I've had Carabas fairly often. Chrissy, Chrissy, Carabas is different. There. Chrissy nailed it on the head. That's exactly what I. I that's very true. Yeah, that's you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is. And we it's like do, it's like it's like Domino's for pizza, right? Like that's not pizza. It's it's a different thing. I don't consider Domino's pizza. It's like Chicago it's for good. pizza. Wow, I don't know. It's it's. I agree with you, Alex, because a deep dish is not pizza to me, it's but I quiche. love it. Chicago pizza is quiche. So, so, so just so you know, Chicago deep dish is its own entity. Chicago makes great thin crust pizza. You know that's just what made us. Yeah, they stole it. They stole it from the uh, New Yorkers. Oh yeah, because New Yorkers is where it was invented. Yeah. Where'd everybody? Where'd everybody come from when they came to New York? Come on, man. They brought it over. It started in New York. The American style pizza. This guy's from fucking Philly. So what the fuck are you defending here? I'm Jay's right. I can't. You know, beef king and whatever. I mean, pizza in New York. Although I, you know, probably Connecticut is. Listen, Mister Fast Food Junkie. McDonald's sells more hamburgers than anybody in the world, and I still wouldn't feed that shit to my kids. (laughs) What do you say? I didn't. He's right. Listen, I say it all the time, man. I mean, they sell more hamburgers than anybody, but God, they suck. 
pickle, the pickle they use on a McDonald's hamburger, I don't even think it's from this planet. It's some <laughs> vegetable used. Your kids, your kids never. I mean, it's it's like so rare that my, my believe, kids probably have McDonald's believe, three times in their I life. I believe, I believe that my in-laws uh, have taken my kids to McDonald's at one point or another. But my two oldest, ref, like, really don't want it. Like, they don't even crave it. My kids have never even asked. Like, when I because I'll ask regularly, what do you guys want to eat? The word McDonald's never even comes out of their mouth because. It just wasn't brainwashed and instilled in yeah. those kids. They didn't get Happy Meals. They didn't get Nuggets. They didn't get any of this stuff. I mean, we kind of grew up never making, like, Nuggets and grilled cheese sandwich their staple foods, you know? So Alex, you know. And I, Alex and I are raising our children very differently. Yeah, Carmine's <laughs> a Nugget guy. Listen. Our boys nugget. are, too, but they ask for – Axel asks for Chick-fil-A if we get Nuggets. But, it, Alex, again, it's rare. Alex will tell you, man, it's not just you guys. It's, you, my kids have a lot of friends come over or, you know, relatives. And most of these kids are this, that way. My wife will have uh, arguments with Carmine, Alex's son, sometimes because, you know, she'll, she'll serve some food. And he's like, oh, I ain't that. She's like, oh, yes, you are. You're going to yeah. eat it. And, and he will eat it for her. How is oh, it, Carmine? Is it good? Yeah. <laughs> There's an aura of fear that's around Brandy. That's a smart boy. I'll eat whatever you serve. Oh, it's good. Yeah. I do. I do. I see it when he walks into my house. It's like, yes, man. Yeah, I was going to say, he's probably he somebody a little Randy. bit different when he's around my wife. But then, then, then again, so do I. Shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get all classy when I'm around your wife. She just demands that kind of aura. What are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? Anything? I'm going up to Charleston to my father-in-law's house. Uh, no Disneyland trip? No, no, we don't go during the holidays. That's for amateurs, man. And I also, you know what? I'm a firm believer in this. I, I worked in retail. My wife worked in restaurants. I really don't like to perpetuate that whole thing of making people work on a holiday. So I don't like to go place like resorts or go to like restaurants on like actual holidays. Like, you know, like Thanksgiving, have Thanksgiving dinner out somewhere. I just, I don't know. I feel guilty about it. That they're not home with their families. Oh. Uh, I mean, they're working anyway. It's true. It's true. But I don't want to like add to the reason why they have to be there. I guess well, you want to add to their. Yeah, you don't want to yeah, make it more that. profitable for them. <laughs> yeah. They're already I mean, out working. They're there anyway. The logic and reasoning of your mind just never seems <laughs> amazing. I just don't like to contribute. I don't I'm know. Going, I, I'm going out of town for the first time in my whole life. I'm not having a really. You know what, dude? We're all tired. I'm tired. My wife's tired. And this whole Thanksgiving thing of people slaving for two days, all the ruckus in the house, and then we cook this meal. It's over like in 10 minutes. And then we're eating food for three days leftovers. It's just like, I'm like I just told my wife, let's just go somewhere. Let's go have like a staycation. So believe it or not, in like um, in the 25 years I've been in Florida, I've never been to St. Augustine. So, oh, it's so great. You'll love Never it. been there, oddly enough. So we're just Wednesday. We're loading up the kids, and we're just going to stay going to St. Augustine through the weekend. Do you know where you're going to? Do you have like plans to go places, or do you want? Because Stephanie will reach out to Brandy and give her a couple places you should go with the kids. She can, but I mean, like literally, we made. And normally, my wife will tell you because I've had to tone it down because I was a little too militant. But like when I go on vacation, like everything is planned out. Yeah, like, that's Stephanie. Meals, what we're doing on what day? It's like a whole itinerary of shit. I'll do research like for weeks before we go anywhere. I, I we I didn't do nothing. All I've got is a place to stay, and I figure every day we'll wake up and say, "What well, we want to do today?" And that's it. Just just want to relax. I need four days just to not think about anything. 
the hell is that? Put it, that's a turkey. It's that's a turkey right. from South Park. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that was a great timing. <laughs> we were talking about Thanksgiving. All right, we have listen. We have a packed show today. Yeah, let's. We we got a, we got we haven't had one in a while, so we have a, a special um, KMA spotlight. KMA feature spotlight. Let's run that out real quick. So today it is our honor. It is our honor to have Nimish Desai from Rocky Patel Premium Cigars here with us today. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. I do want to set the record straight. When you're talking about Italian beef or cheesesteak, if your waist is under 40, you have no opinion. Tell him. If you have zero opinion. All right. Secondly, not to wait a minute. Wait, wait, let me explain. Go ahead, go, go ahead. It's all about the au jus, the flavors in the au jus. And not only the Italian beef, when you put that sausage right in the middle, that Italian sausage. That's called a combo. That's called a combo. That's I called know. a combo. That's an Italian combo when you throw the, you slip in the hot Italian sausage in the middle of the mounds of Italian beef. And, and then, and, and then. We don't use cheese whiz. Who uses, no, children uses they, cheese They whiz. use provolone or mozzarella. That's it. Right? So that so then you get a cheesy combo, which is then they get the Italian beef with the hot sausage slid in. They that sounds it. good. Wait, wait. They throw the provolone on top. And if you're a pro, if you're a pro, you tell them to dip it. Because then you take that whole sandwich and they dip it all in the au jus. And it comes out dripping everywhere. And the hot gravy instantly melts the cheese, which gets into the bread. Dude, it's a whole different universe. It's, we've never it had a this. see this is my problem here you know these these midwesterners they just always have to it's like they got to compensate we got to throw extra the fuck i need a sausage in a roast beef sandwich why do i need a garden salad on top of a fucking no hot garden salad listen, listen pal it's just different levels of manliness just it, it, it's it's just there, extra don't be, shit don't feel left out bro manliness uh, yeah, yeah. Can, yeah. Oh, tomato a tomato and fucking a tomato and 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 mutant green relish on my hot dog it's good it's got flavor it is good don't get me wrong i mean i i'm not gonna lie so, listen but i saw him scarf down too really I, fucking quick the other way i'm not gonna say i don't love a chicago <laughs> dog, <but> I do. <laughs> oh, you cannot get crispy pizza in new york it's thin but it's soggy there is no no no, no. I went pizza to, in New York. I went to Joe's in Soho, famous place called Joe's. Yeah, what's um, it, uh, that hey. or uh, and where's my picture, Paul? That who pulled that picture? Yeah, Paul? who pulled that? Look at that oh, thing. scumbag. <laughs> Look at that thing. Look at that. That's where's not the sandwich? Get the fuck out of here. That's a dipped. That? That's yeah. a dipped Chicago hey. combo. No, that was really the already had a dipped combo. That was <laughs> Philadelphia's attempt. They don't know how to Look do that. it right. <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm, sandwich. I'm, listen, I don't care what city you're from. The moment that you accept cheese whiz on any sandwich automatically disqualifies it from any kind of like awesome. Food. That's well, a not, fact. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not, there I'm you go. Speak yeah, English when you're making a sandwich. What is that? Without, I don't know. Pork. Speak English. Uh, it's Italian beef. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It looks good. Yeah. It looks good. It's all right. There's no, no mystery to it. We, when we went to J.C. Newman's factory, I should have found where the Portillo was and taken you guys there. Ooh. Well, one, I, I hopefully, we'll go back. All right. So, listen, let's not waste time. I know my all man right. hopped to somebody. Nimish, you got two new cigars that dropped recently. One really recent, like this last week. 
the Rocky Patel disciple and the Rocky Patel white. I hope Paul's got some pictures, but why don't you tell us a little bit about each new new line? Sure. Let me tell you. First, we'll start with the uh, white label. Uh, the white label is actually a true Connecticut from Connecticut River Valley wrapper. It's nice. got Honduran and Dominican tobaccos in it. So it's a mild, a little stronger than mild, maybe cigar. It's got a lot of sweetness to it. Got some caramel notes to it. It's uh, it's something that uh, I smoke in the morning, right? It's an entry cigar for a lot of people, but it's got a lot of depth and a lot of richness and a lot of complexity behind it. And I will tell you what, those boxes were a pain in the butt to get to the United States of America. But we got them here. We just started shipping those last week. So call your local brick and mortar. Abe's going to have a great deal on them. And uh, I think you guys will enjoy that. It's a great cigar. So can, can, can the journalistics part of me ask you a question? Yes, sir. Okay, so was there not any reservations or any concerns in calling the cigar white label? Absolutely not. I mean, you cannot trademark the word. I didn't say. Listen, right. I didn't say it was trademarked. I'm just saying. I mean, look, I mean, look between you and I, I'm just curious. You know, it's kind of an industry thing that you know. There's been another brand that kind of has used that term now for a few decades. Was there any thought about that, or just look? I'm not going to lie. There was definitely a little thought about it, but that wasn't our intent. Uh, oh, we're going to go after these guys with that. Did, it was just, did they reach out to you at all, or no? Curious. No, absolutely not. Yeah, buying and passing at festivals and stuff like that, jokingly, but nothing as a uh, their legal team to our team or anything like that. And those are literally hitting stores this week. What's the price range on that cigar? It is, it's uh, from 19 to $22 a stick. It comes in Robusto, Toro, Churchill, and 6 by 60 boxes of 20 And I think we started shipping them yeah, earlier this week. Eh? Yep. And tell us about the Disciple. So the Disciple is probably my favorite favorite new release right now that we've come out with this year for the trade show that's got the san andreas wrapper on it it's got a binder from ecuador and it's got honduran and nicaraguan tobaccos in my opinion that cigar is medium to full it's probably the strongest cigar we make but it's rich well balanced it's like a spice bomb with dark chocolate notes it's got a little molasses to it you know i'm giving you my uh my version of what uh, the media would say, but I just love that cigar. It's a manly cigar. It's meaty. You know, I could put that right in the middle of my Italian. Don't do that with uh, with your cheesesteak, but you could put that right in the middle of an Italian beef and make that a combo, brother. Listen, when the two heaviest guys on the screen talk about a sandwich in the same light, it has to hold merit, right? You lightweight. It holds merit, dude. Hold is merit. that true, or does that mean you'll just put anything in your mouth because you're hungry all the time? I, maybe I'm maybe a, Alex I'm and I are more selective. You know what I mean? I am a very selective eater. I do not like it. I don't mind being overweight, but if I'm going to be overweight, it's going to be some damn good food. Right, I agree with you. I don't like throwing garbage uh, I don't know. You you catch Abe here at six thirty at night when he hasn't eaten since the right. night before because he's a lunatic. Right, whatever's around. I've literally been here like eight o'clock at night. I haven't eaten. I'll start scrounging through people's offices what food they got. I literally <laughs> well, got food here. I need some. Well, we didn't get this big eating healthy all the time. Now let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> yeah, but Abe, I do have a request for you guys. So I see like all these beasts on the show. We're missing some beauty. I would love. For your wife, Lady B. We're going to call her Lady B one day oh. to co-host the show. 
you you talk to her, man. I can't even put a picture of her on Facebook. She is oh, not I'm like talk to her. Yeah, we have. We, you might be able to convince her because we've mentioned yeah, it before that we'd love to have her on. Yeah, I think it would be. I don't know. We definitely would have some beauty finally on the show again. Hey, but... no lie there. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. No, she's tough. So listen, Dawn fans, it's part of our spotlight feature, and thanks, Nimish, for coming on talking about your two new lines. We got a special promo for all our KMA fans uh, for this weekend only, today and tomorrow. If you go to smoking.com, use the code ROCKY15, and you will get 15% off either Disciple or White Label line. That's ROCKY15. And I think William Cooper commented in here that White Label, I think he said, Worth every cent, and there you have it. From <laughs> right, see a sixty foot across the screen. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, have a great show. Thank you. Thanks Thank you so much. Thank tomorrow. you, brother. All right, bye. And that is our spotlight feature for KMA Talk Radio on this Saturday morning. So, I, I don't think we really need to wait any time. Should we just get our main guest on? Yeah, get him on. He's a beef pork type guy he'll start arguing with us. i'd like to call him a worldly guy he's been around the block a few times so let, let's get his opinion does he get a uh, does he get an intro why not uh, i'm just asking last week he gave me a hard time give him one i want all of you to get up out of your chairs i want you to get up right now and go to the window open it and stick your head out and yell it's time to meet your maker Wow. The master cool. <laughs> Welcome, Eric Gettermason. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. For you, oh, yes. for you I will say Gettermason. Thank you. Very nice. I was going to say, do you want somebody to say your name the right way? Let's yeah. Boy, yeah. it's an affectionate term. I don't know. I, I don't feel right if I don't say Gettermason. That's yeah. For a decade now. <laughs> I know it's Gettermason. Oh, my goodness. Goodness. Good morning and early morning it is for you, sir. Yeah, it's it's a little early here. Uh, right, that's right. Mountain time, but um, and just enjoying the the chat and the watching you guys and chatting along. So Smoke, uh, smoking in, in in homage to uh, the Dojo verse. Very nice. Me too. Uh, I, yeah, you got the Ninjaragua. I got the deluxe. Deluxe. So that goes way back. So you heard our sandwich stories. Have you had the yeah. privilege of having an Italian beef sandwich, a good Italian beef sandwich? You know, that's one that I don't have much experience with. It's eluded you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, on the other hand, our, our our buddy Coop, he turned me on to that John's Pork Roast in Philly, and that place is amazing. Amazing. Good old John's and, Roast Pork. Oh, no, yeah. That place no. is but, but see, here's the argument. No one's taking anything away from a good Philly cheesesteak or a pork sure. sandwich. It's its own. But Italian beef is not a comparable sandwich. It's just Alex has this thing where everything has An Italian beef is absolutely a comparable sandwich to a roast beef sandwich in Philly. Same okay. thing. Everything you say is the same thing, minus the, the extras. The other than, other than it tastes completely different. <laughs> it doesn't taste completely. You've never had one. How do you know it tastes it, completely different? I have different? had one. I've been in Philly like five times. Oh, you've been to Nick's Roast Beef? Listen to me. I you ain't been extra. I'll tell you this. You know who took me around eating everywhere in Philly? Eric I hope it's... He took oh, me every fucking... The oh. Cuban. The Cuban. You don't know... If you, were me, if you were going to say Renzulli, I'd have gave you a little credit. But yes. Eric Espinosa oh, took you around. Anthony was with us. Where'd you go? I can't remember the name. Because there's no place. roast beef place in his... He's Gino's... No, we in the car. No, we got in the car. I went with them. I was there the, the, the whole weekend. We went out. You got in the car. 
How long take you to how long take you to park? <laughs> uh, actually, it's kind of funny over there, man. It's, it's, well, Anthony just work. gets uh, what's yeah, his name? Yeah. Carly or I forget yeah. the guy's name. I parked the car for him. No. Oh, that's he's a, he's the neighborhood guy that gets ah. Uh, that's great, man. I had friends that did that down in the village. There was a guy that would just like on Seinfeld. That really happened. People would go would park cars for you. No, park dude, cars dude, for you and move them to alternate sides. Did that. We pulled up. And he called some one of his customers out, and they took our car, and we didn't know where they took it, and we just walked in. Yeah, literally. So, Eric, wh- where do you want to start? You want uh, to well, start? I can tell you this: uh, in Colorado, we have uh, pork green chili, and that beats that beats all of those that beats all those food items. Pork Cold green, chili. green chili? No, pork green chili. There's, you Hold know, on, it's I'm crazy. It There's only two places that know how to make it, and that's Colorado and New Mexico. You can't find it. And what yeah. is pork green? Anywhere green? else? Oh, yeah, give us the pork? give us the breakdown. So it's you know it's oh, basically oh, a gravy. It's a gravy for Mexican food, but it is heavy on the tomato and pork. And so you know, here's the crazy thing: if you get pork green chili, and it's green, it's the wrong thing. Pork green oh. chili is is sort of a a reddish color because of the tomato in it. And it's 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 spicy. It's loaded up on pork. You put it on it, a burrito. It, it, a so this one's wrong. Food. That is not. I don't even know what that is. That might be. <laughs> That's that what came be, up. I swear. Yeah. Well. Is this a condiment? No, no. This is well. I mean, this is a sauce. You know, like you could. You a could, sauce is a condiment. You could put it in a bowl and literally eat it like a soup if you wanted to. And a lot of people do that. You can just order a bowl of pork green chili. Bowl and like tortilla it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. How about – all right. This this looks like it's the real deal right here. Yeah, you grab right. shit pictures, Coop. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. I've never yeah. even heard of this. Well, I mean, I've see. been to Colorado once, so. I know. That's the crazy thing. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know why. I've been to Texas. They don't know what it is. I've been to California. They don't know what it is. Huh. Arizona, they don't know what it is. It's Only really, two states. It's really funny until you really start traveling a lot. But when I first moved to Florida, first off, I was in shock when everybody laughed because I called soda pop, right? Mm. And yeah, I, you know, I, I would too. It took, me many, it took me many years to get over that. And now I do definitely just call it soda pop. Pop doesn't even sound, when I go to Chicago and I hear the word pop, it doesn't even sound normal to me anymore. And then when I would talk about certain foods, like Italian beef, like, and, and mind you, I'm in a shop full of Italians, like, you know, from New York. And like, What's Italian beef? Like, How do you know what Italian beef is? You're Italian. <laughs> I didn't know it wasn't a cultural thing. I thought it was a Chicago cultural thing. I had no idea. But it's funny because you don't realize that when you're growing up and then you start realizing, wow, you know, it's right. things are so common everywhere. See, if you have to if you have to add the name Italian to it, it's probably not made by Italians. Dude, it's all Italian. <laughs> I mean, like, then it would have just been a beef. Or a beef. If it's a, an Italian beef, that means some... It's what the know, Italians did when it's they... It's like a Philly cheesesteak. They don't call a Philly cheesesteak a Philly cheesesteak in Philly. It's just a cheesesteak. Well, yeah, it, you know, you're outnumbered on the show, Abe, because we're all beef, Italians. Right? So Yeah, that's true. Three that's Italians. True. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's funny. When I moved down here, but when I married my wife, do you when you guys have grilled... Alex, when you have grilled cheese, do you have, like, uh, yellow cheese on bread? Or do you have like mozzarella and carrots, like with mozzarella and the and the parmesan and? and well, let's see. And- I'm I'm 39. Probably haven't had a grilled cheese in like 27 years, Paul. Oh no! Huh. Come over my house late night. We make them, but we do like uh, 
we do when I have when I really want to grill cheese, I make what my family calls mozzarella and carrots, where it's like buttered bread that you fry up and then you put uh, shaved Parmesan and you put uh, fresh mozzarella in there and you squish it up together. It's the best thing ever. That's a grilled cheese to me. That sounds delicious. Oh, it's so good, especially after never, a night of doing a couple of drinks or something. I was never a yellow cheese guy. Yeah, as I've gotten older, it's there's something about it, and and there's no natural yellow cheese, right? Is no American cheese, is not even cheese, right? Yeah, natural yellow cheese. Yeah, it's very strange. But uh, Eric, you guys, yes. you've been uh, you've been pretty busy out there in the dojo verse, but I kind of want to. I mean, unless Abe wants to change it, but. We've never like sat down and talked to you about like how this whole thing came up because Abe talks about finding you and how when he first found you, he was like, oh, my God, these guys are freaking huge. Like, why are why don't we know them? Why aren't we getting involved with them? It turns out those, at the time you weren't were the, huge. Those were the awesome days before Paul was up this year. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I kind of want to talk about like your inspiration for why and how this started. Obviously, you were a cigar by, guy before, I'm assuming. Not for, not for that much longer, to be honest. Like I'm kind of one of those guys that, uh, you know, I get into something and I, I go all out, like just go crazy. And uh, cigars were one of those things um, that I just got, I just went all out. I just loved, I loved the culture, I loved the hobby, I loved everything about it. And so uh, we we started a website, and you know, it was basically just for fun. It was called QuickCigarReviews.com. And it was it, the whole idea was like, I, you know, like I read all these cigar reviews. They're so they're long. I just I just want to find out what they think, you know. And so like that was my idea. Right. I, just, I just wanted a boom, 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 quickie stuff. Like, and, like this uh, one's good. This one's OK. This one's right. great. You know, a little bit of yeah. detail, but because I'm lazy, you know, basically. But um, so we, we started that and uh, me and Jordan and it caught on. Like it, it actually started catching some traction pretty quickly. And but I, I didn't like the uh, I didn't like the whole quick cigar reviews thing. So we wanted to rebrand it. And uh, I have a, a lot of experience with uh, like online communities. And so I wanted to add that aspect to it. So we were thinking like, you know, how can we make this kind of like a, a community sort of a thing? And Jordan actually came up with Cigar Dojo. Um, so we did we redid the website. We decided to make the reviews a little bit more, uh, you know, extensive a little bit more serious and then about six months later we we did the app which uh made everything really explode and so uh for years and years and years we had the app and the website until uh until apple, app, apple uh <laughs> decided to uh whack all you know tobacco apps right. um which which we actually had a i actually sweet talked the apple chick i did i i sweet talked the apple chick into letting us stay for a whole year and a half in the app store when none of the other tobacco apps right. were there. Yeah, because I remember you came back. <laughs> just, it was like just as dojo, right? You took out the cigar and you kind of mm, right. exactly. lived, lived an extra year. I, I need to hear how the sweet talk conversation was. Administrative yeah. person that allows you to keep a site on for an extra year plus. It was some of my best work, Abe. Just, <laughs> just say that. I'm gonna say that right now. I mean, listen, just kudos to him for just getting somebody on the phone. I mean, yeah. just, you know. No, I mean, you know, our app was um, fairly. I mean, it was small in comparison to the, obviously the, the big guys, but you know, for a, an app, we were somewhat significant. We had a lot of downloads and whatnot, and so um, it, actually, when I went to IPCPR one year. 
the Friday I got there is when I found out that they were taking our app down. So it was really bad timing because here I am, you know, at IPCPR. I can't really do anything about it. Um, so when I got back from Vegas, I I got a hold of the Apple uh, people, and there's a, a lady that was in charge of uh, of this kind of you know topic. And I was like, look, I was like, I was like, you don't understand. I was like, this this is like my livelihood. Like this is the way I pay my my mortgage, and I've got you know children to feed, and da 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 da. da. And I was like, you know you know, everything that we're doing is legal and all this sort of stuff. And she was, so by the end of the conversation to make a long story short, she was like, Hey, you know, we'll, we'll let you guys stay in the app store for a while. Or, you know, she, at the time she said indefinitely. And so I, you know, but the thing was we could never change or update the app. Right. Oh, wow. So it was just, it was the way it was. And we were like right at the beginning stages of adding some really cool development to the app, some, more like cigar so centric stuff. Yeah. So we're stuck. And so we knew at that point that we had to pivot, right? And that's when we started um developing the Dojoverse and um last July basically is is when we opened that. And so now we're we're no longer in app stores or anything like that. It's just a progressive web app. You get on it on your phone, you can save it to your desktop and it functions just like an app. No more Apple, no more Google, no more worrying about how they feel about tobacco or cigars or anything else. So that, yeah, that's the that's the quickie summarized version of uh, how all that went down. But had you had you smoked cigars on any kind of regular basis before any of this? Like, what what made you? I, I know that I know the personality right away, right? Like, I find yeah. something, I think it's cool, and then you get into it. I have I have a lot of buddies like that. Like, one day they see somebody that has a pet snake, and then the next day I come <laughs> to their house and they have a whole terrarium, everything built. That was no, my old roommate. It was just a couple of years, to be honest. It was just a couple of okay. years. So, yeah, I, I, you know, when I was a, a, a young adult, I smoked cigarettes or whatever. Me and April, we both smoked. And when, when she got pregnant with Jordan, she, she just instantly quit, right? Just instantly. And I, I had a harder time quitting. Like, it took me uh, a long time. And it was very difficult to quit for me. So when I did that, like tobacco, that was it. I was never going to ever touch tobacco again. So, you know, this in, in, in our family, like cigars, cigarettes, whatever, that was just like, no, that's like something nobody does, you know. And, you know, I was on a trip in, in Vegas with Jordan and Dominic, my sons, and we went into Casa Fuente and they, they were getting cigars. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll have a cigar with you guys. We're in Vegas. It'll be fun. And, uh, and that was it, man. I was like, ah, oh, you know what? I get this. This is not, this is not just like sneaking out of the workplace for fifteen minutes to have a, you know, get a quick to nicotine get your, buzz. Right, get your fix. Right? right. Yeah. This is this is something unique and different. And when I got back to Colorado, I I went to a cigar lounge and I had a Padron nineteen sixty four Imperial, and that thing was so good. And I was like, oh man, like I I so get this now. I so understand it. Now, my wife was like, I don't know what you're doing, Eric, <laughs> you have a midlife crisis or whatever it is. But um, so, yeah, I just got I just I just really liked it. And um, and then I wanted to know everything I could know about it. You know, I just started soaking it all in, reading every article, uh, following on the forums and, and whatnot. And next thing you know, I was, uh, I, you know, I, I still to this day, I, I, I'm sort of shocked that it all turned into an actual sort of business and everything but uh 
yeah, it's just one of those deals. I just jump in uh, both feet and I can't stop myself. And what a long uh, way you've that's come. That's a pretty cool story. Yeah. What a long way you've come. Yeah, and Abe, Abe was one of the first guys that sort of recognized us and uh, got me on the show and got me in. Uh, I was like, wow, like, I want to be on this, like, as a cigar radio show. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> well, it, it, it was funny because in the early days of KMA, we had this episode called The Blogger's Corner, right? Right. I just wanted to stay out of, you know, talking about cigars in a review for fashion. It's never been my forte nor my, you know, my stick. And um, I remember coming across this site. And, you know, I, I have a little graphic and art background, so I'm looking at the site like, wow, these guys got an awesome-looking site. I thought, like, they'd been around for, like, years and years and years. And I had stumbled literally across the site in an accident after he'd been up for, like, two months. So um, we had this thing where we probably had a probably maybe eight or ten different social media guys um, who would come on the radio show. And you got to remember, back then, we were all audio. Right, so there was no video when we first started. Oh yeah, and getting some of these guys on the air. No, they all got on the air, but then what you realize is, I mean, a lot of them wrote really, really, really good reviews, but couldn't talk. Right, they'd get all nervous, or they wouldn't, you know, if you had to try to have a conversation. So it quickly got weaned down to about two or three guys that we would have on <laughs> regularly. Of course, Eric was one of them. You know, easy talker. You know, we would have a great. Thing. And it's really funny is because, you know, I talk, I don't know how long it was before I actually eventually saw a picture of Eric Gutterman. So when when I talked to him the first couple of times, and no one's going to get this because now everybody's seen him and they already have their mental image. But I'm talking to this guy. He's like, yeah, well, in my head, I'm thinking I'm talking to a 20-year-old guy, right? I'm thinking I'm talking to this young up and cut, you know, whatever. He's in the tech savvy, made a good website. He's in the cigar culture. And I'm thinking, like, he's, this is a guy in his 20s, maybe, you know, real young. But I find out the guy's got kids and grown kids and whatever. I was, like, blown away. And what's funny is this generation will never know that feeling of communicating with people for a long time before you ever get to see what they look like. Abe, I don't really like the way this conversation is going. <laughs> I thought I was talking to a kid. I'm talking to an old man. Yeah. Listen to me. Because, you know, if you close your eyes and you listen to him, Eric sounds like a very young guy. He has but a then very when youthful you, but aura. Then, but then when you open your eyes. <laughs> well, well, listen, to your testament, you weren't that gray back then. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. You were not that gray. But, you know, I'm thinking Eric's, I'm thinking he's a young man. And I'm, I find out this guy's got grown children and married and whatever it was like such a completely different relevation than what mentally i expected in my brain oh well, well i appreciate that i guess that makes uh you know i'm not uh not too over the hill just yet got a few i more. guess that's a i guess that's a compliment yeah you know yours, <laughs> it wasn't a compliment or insult it was just the way it went down and you know look we've developed a wonderful friendship and a long-term relationship and we've had the fun and pleasure of doing a lot of projects over the years and um, you know, Eric and I will bounce ideas off each other. You know, I'll call him up with something many times or he'll call me up, you know, in some of his early phases of something to say, what do you think? And then it's, it's been a very fun and, 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 and good friendship. And I, and I, I, I appreciate the friendship. Thank you, sir. No. Yeah. I mean, Hey, uh, a lot of this, um, you know, is directly related to you, Abe. I mean, the dogma was that got, got put together 
because of you because you called me that day and said like you want to do a cigar let's let's do it who do you want to do it with you know you just name the guy so i said jonathan drew and you got him on the on the phone and the next thing we knew we were starting that project and a year later the dogma was born which is you know how you know how do you how do you top that start is that that's your first you know cigar project is not uh, only your first cigar project and i remember because there were some shipping issues they they didn't make the timeline. I think we got it like in three installments. Right. The first time around, it came in three installments, and each time it sold out like in 30 minutes. So I think the overall run was 600 or 800. Right. Did you at all, I mean, just curious, because I don't think we've ever really talked about it. Did you ever envision that first release being that way? Because that thing kind of like became <laughs> a uh, historical, you know, release, you know, a. Yeah exclusive single store single project release it's probably one of the bigger ones in the history of this industry you know that's the weird thing abe is like when that when it finally came to be and by the way that it was a year to the day i remember it was a year to the day that that cigar released was a year to the day that we started talking about the project so it took a whole year and we had never you know obviously we'd never done that and we had a, a very large community obviously at the time so i knew that I knew that there was going to be a lot of dojo guys that were going to were going to buy this, but you don't really know are they going to you know spend their hundred dollars on this or not. You don't really know. And I remember thinking that day, the very first day, because I think the first day we had like two hundred bundles for sale, something like that, at Smoke In. And um, I remember thinking to myself, like, man, like if fifty of these sell today, like that would <laughs> that would be pretty good. I'll bet. Like I'll bet I'll bet that would be. You know, 50, that's a lot of money. You know, you times that. And and then they just went in like an hour or whatever it was. And we, were just, we were just blown away. And then the uh, when the next shipment came in, it was like 400 or something. And we did it on a Wednesday night. And um, they it was even faster then because the kind of word had got out. You know, word had spread out to, you know, outside of the dojo uh, people, the dojo community. And so, man, that that second time around, I mean, they just flew. I remember you guys stayed up all night uh, shipping all those um, the, the same night so guys could get them in a couple days. But, and, yeah, and, I, I was shocked, Dave. I really was, I have to say. And I'll tell you what's a, a, a bigger testament to to that. Um, and this is something that people don't realize. And I, and I, I think I've, I've seen it probably maybe three of our releases where it was that big um, or any, any release, whether it's ours or one of yours. Um that's a very hard thing to do on a blend that hasn't been out before. You know, um, our, like, you know, we not, you know, now our red meat lovers club, this is its fourth rendition is just coming out now. So it's had the track record of now four years in a row coming out. So to do a couple thousand on a release is not that hard because it's built that following, but when you're releasing a blend or a brand, and you know, now that I think we're on micro blend number 17 now, maybe, or whatever, you know, we have a history, so we have a little track record, and, uh, and we've been very successful. And, you know, I, I think really none of them have ever been known to be like dogs. Um, so we have a but this was like a first release. You guys had never done it. Nobody knew nothing about you. And um, for it to have gone like that is, is a testament to the culture that you'd already developed and built by that time. Yeah, I mean, um, and that's the thing. You you don't know for sure what's going to happen until you you do it that first time. And then, you know, after that, uh, then you start to get a feel for, okay, like, like, you know, people really do, you know, like these, these types of projects. And so then you can kind of gear it for that. But that first time 
Yeah, no doubt, Abe. I was I was nervous. I don't and I didn't know. Like I really had no clue how it was going to go down, and could have never dreamed that it would have gone as as well as it did. And it started this this whole succession of doing this with with everyone basically. I mean, there's there's to, I mean, can it's hard to name a manufacturer that you probably haven't worked with at this point. Yeah, I mean, we've 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 done several with a few of our favorite guys that you know really work with us a lot and 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 whatnot. But yeah, we've done you know we've ran the gamut with a bunch of different manufacturers and um, who's on your who's on your hit list that you haven't been able to get yet? Uh, um, I I bug Pete Johnson all the time and um, <laughs> I, on one listen, of my sh- listen, I, yeah. I'm, I'm just telling you. You just got to get the day where the moon and the stars <laughs> and all are aligned just right. And if you can get Pete on that day, it could happen. I remember um, one of my on one of our shows, I Pete was on and and I kind of cornered him and he was like, he was like, yeah, you know what? I think this is the time we, we need we need to go ahead and do this. And then uh, the star. But the stars, Abe, as you said, just didn't didn't fully align. So it never came to be. But uh who knows? You never you know. know. Pete, Pete uh, you can't imagine probably how many, you know, and all these guys in the caliber of Pete, how many requests they get. You know, it's just, you know, it, it, and I go in every time when I'm asking to work on a project, you know, it's not always a yes. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been trying to talk one specific man, manufacturer who we've had a relationship with very, very well. We've done a couple of projects with them, but I had this great idea, and Alex knows what it is, and I, I've been, I've been, tweaking it hinting it every time i see him i nudge it you know, I, keep, I keep joking i said you know if you were really great you would have made this happen by now you know i mean <laughs> call him out I, I, no i don't want to call him out it's i want, not I want one of those guys I want the project to happen <laughs> right, but, right. Um, you know and, and, and honestly in his defense at this point it's not even like i mean i thought of this project in the last year and a half maybe so it's not even like they don't want it. it's just all these kind of projects are really tough on manufacturers right now you know, they're trying to get their own production out and their own lines out. So, I mean, anybody who's really doing a project for you in, the, in this time is really coming through for you because it's not easy right now. No, oh, yeah, no doubt. Anybody else other than Pete on your uh, wish list? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've got a few, but I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to say them because you don't want to stir the pot. <laughs> I don't want to stir the pot. Plus, a couple of them are kind of like on the fence and stuff, so. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to pressure them out of out of the equation. Yeah, but we, you know, we've got we've got a bunch lined up already for next year, of course, and so um, so that's exciting. One, uh, I actually, can't, yeah, actually nothing. Oh, uh, one of them's with somebody that <laughs> that we haven't done anything with yet. Um, so that'll be exciting, and 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 it's uh, it's one of my favorites. So uh, we're looking forward to that, and then we've got a couple other. You know, it's kind of a big year for us next year, so we've got a couple of cool things lined up for for cigars, uh, being our tenth anniversary and all. Jason, they did Far Eastern Standard. Actually, we were the store that released it. Jason Skirbitz uh, was asking a question. They just they did work with Robert Caldwell. Yeah, we did the Far Eastern Standard. We released that at Smoke In. I was down there for that uh, release. We had a blast. It sold out during the release. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I was, I'll be shocked to tell you, some of these, I, I, I tell you, like, you know, I was like, I, I wasn't sure. I'm going to be honest. I really wasn't sure about that one. And sure enough, man, Dojo, the Dojo Nation just like jumped on it. 
yeah, yeah that that's, was- that's that's um that's one of the few I, I didn't I haven't smoked because I actually I had to work West Palm that night and when all said and said and done it was gone it was over I, I think there might be one or something there that was a lancero yeah it was a lancero right and 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 abe was like i remember talking to you Abe. you're like i don't know man lanceros say they don't sell very well you sure about this and it's like well we've never we haven't done one yet and this blend is really really good and so we went for it it's such a funny thing because everybody loves them but nobody wants to really buy them alex alex was now alex was now had three years or four years experience in you know, on the retail floor, we'll tell you how many people are buying Lanceros in the store. Not many. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's crazy. It's one of those uh, weird phenomenons. Who did we yeah. have on last week? They, he said uh, from Queen's um, Pearl. the Queen's Pearl Lancero. Yeah, yeah, he, they, yeah, and he said that's one of his favorite sizes to smoke is Lancero. It's an excellent. It's an excellent. It's, everybody, but you, people will smoke a Lancero. I don't see a lot of people coming and grabbing a box of Lanceros. To, to buy the box, right? That's that, a fair comment that, too. Cool. That's a good point. Uh, you know, nobody's really buying boxes of Lanceros. It is probably in a lot of people's uh, rotation of I'll have a Lancero here or a Lancero there, but no one's no one's like I buy a box of Lanceros every week. I've never met that person yet. Right. I can probably count on two hands how the amount of Lanceros I've ever smoked, and I don't think I purchased any of them. I think you only have two hands. <laughs> How many more hands do you want to count on? Yeah, but I'm saying it's it's under ten. Yeah, but Paul, you know, if you get if you get a a, a well rolled and a good lancero that you don't have to light ten thousand times, you know, it's all wrapper. You're smoking all wrapper in that lancero, so it's a that's full the key. Is a flavor a well constructed lancero, right? That's the key. Alex, I. I have bad news for you. I'm I'm sort of cheating on I'm sort of it's almost like cheating on my girlfriend here. I'm drinking. Oh, no, what, is, oh. what is this? You know what's funny? I I was actually going to run to the store this morning try hey. and get somebody. I knew it wouldn't be cold in time for the hey, for the show. I want to make I want to make the rainwater cigar. I'm just calling dibs on it now before you go somewhere else with it. <laughs> you know it's crazy. There's been like a Topo Chico shortage here in Colorado, man. There has been. <laughs> you caused it. I know. It. Dang it. it. What was I thinking? I should have kept it a secret all those years. <laughs> I tell you, it caught it caught it caught fire um, in the smoking social group. Really, the first time I was introduced to even knowing what it was, I think we were hanging out, sitting here after what was it, the Taser release? Yeah, right, right, right. I was raving over. I had seen Eric talk about it for like yeah, but we like we had an in depth you know talk. I'm saying, and they were telling the story about how like Randy raided the back of a Walmart. Right. For uh, for Topo Chico, so, so uh, you know, wait, I guess wait, I got so you had never had you had never had Topo Chico. No, there's no Topo Chico in Philly. Or, oh, re- oh, it's all over New York. I, I, mean, I, I, I mean, maybe there is. I don't, I, I don't know. I never even heard of it until I saw Eric drinking it. I thought it was a Colorado thing. I didn't even realize it until Alex starts walking in with it here. I'm like, oh, they sell it here. I'd never. Oh seen- yeah, we've we've been drinking it for years, and I mean, back home, everybody always had it. But I, I gotta say, I still. I still lean uh, more towards uh, Pellegrino. Oh, no, that's God. absurd. That's no, absurd. That is Topo absurd. Chico yeah. is 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 a direct descendant of Willy Wonka's fizzy lifting drink. It's too <laughs> carbonated for me. I like to open it and yeah, let it that's get the point. Less carbonated. Just drink I like lighter water. carbonation. One night in the studio, we you know we get a studio audience here. It's not very big, but you know we get like five, six, seven guys hanging out smoking cigars. 
And we decided this is way, way back, like before like the Topo Chico craze or whatever. And we decided to do this whole big blind, you know, sparkling mineral water uh, test. And so we, we blind, uh, we blind tasted, it was, I was like six or seven uh, mineral waters and there was like six or seven guys doing this. And the Pellegrino was in there. I forget. There was, a, you know, all the all the biggies, right? Uh, Perrier was in there, whatever, whatever. Every single guy, I kid you not, every single guy picked Topo Chico number one. There was not one. It was unanimous, man. So it there's something to it. it is, it's, it's good. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, it's hypercarbonated. It is like, hypercarbonated. Hypercarbonated. All right, listen, we got to take That's a quick... Cute. Quick little break. We're gonna have more with Master Sensei himself, Eric Guttermson. Guttormson. Close Eric Guttormson from uh, Cigar Dojo. Also in hour two, we have uh as the record spins, our segment from Avo Cigars. Our friend Eddie Guerra has a question just for you. And in hour two, this is week number six. Five? Uh, six. It's number I don't know. It's it's yeah. it's well, number five. Number five yeah. this week. Will it take season three? Best mafia movies of all time. Don't go anywhere. Stick around. We'll be back. Keep it lit. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Currently available at your favorite cigar store, the Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua is another fantastic collaboration between AJ Fernandez and Rafael Nadal. Landing a number one cigar of the year of 2020 by Cigar and Spirits magazine, the Reserva Real Nicaragua is handcrafted at Tabaculera AJ Fernandez. This Nicaraguan Puro is a medium to full-body cigar that is packed to the brim with flavor notes of leather, coffee, and red pepper, which pairs nicely with a spiced rum. Available in four sizes, Romeo y Julieta returned to prestigious form with the Reserva Real Nicaragua that should be enjoyed by all. Just you. Who doesn't love a, uh, a shower sip of a good glass of wine? And our friends over at KMAWines.com, they have some great wines from Bono Private Wines, like this, Sunal, from the winery that's up 8,950 feet in the air, one of the third largest vineyards in the entire world. You know, we work so hard. You gotta relax, you gotta enjoy the finer things in life. A great cigar, a really, really great wine to pair it with, and that's exactly what I'm doing here. So check out KMAWines.com. You get a discount because we know each other. We're buds. We're pals. You get a discount on shipping. You get a discount on products. KMAWines.com, and tell them that Paul and Abe sent you. Uh, I'm going to be late back to the show while I finish this and finish the shower. So see you at KMAWines.com. Steve here, smoking cigars. It's that time of year again, the great smoke. For over a decade and a half, we've been hosting one of the country's biggest cigar bashes where aficionados from all over the world would trek to South Florida for a four-day extravaganza. In 2019, we themed our event for the first time, 70s Disco, Can You Dig It? And it was one of the biggest events we ever had, and we look forward to the very next one. Unfortunately, the world was hit by a pandemic, and cigar events and functions were being canceled all over the country. Our team was poised with the question, what do we do? Do we cancel the event? Do we do a half-cocked event and just get by? 
No. Instead, we put on our thinking caps and put on one of the most epic seven-hour virtual events that was enjoyed by thousands and viewed by tens of thousands of people all over the world. Our event in 2021, the digital experience, forever changed how these types of events will be done. So this year, for the first time in 2022, the Great Smoke, the Last Luau, will be both an in-live and virtual event experience. We had hundreds of people who contacted us early this year telling us how much they enjoyed our virtual event this year, how they had never participated in one of these mega events because they were unable to take time off for work and travel and come down. So this year, we're going out of our way so that people can enjoy the event in their own home as they did earlier this year and also do it live. Michael Hercox of Ferio Tango Cigars and Kim Keeney will be returning in 2022 to reprise their roles as co-hosts for The Great Smoke. As we did earlier this year for the first time, we have worked with select manufacturers to make very limited TGS releases. We got Aganor Salif, Espinosa Cigars, Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, Room 101, and ADV cigars. They will each be making a very limited run of TGS edition cigars, exclusively ticket holders for the Great Smoke. There will be a series of special virtual events between the end of November and the beginning of February where all these TGS limited releases will be offered prior to the Great Smoke event. So you will need to get your ticket in advance to be eligible to get into this very special TGS virtual store to participate in these events prior to the Great Smoke Day. As always this year, we're going to have a very special dinner hosted by the Red Meat Lovers Club and special guest Steve Saka from Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. This is going to be a last luau feast like you've never seen before, and all attendees will get a very limited RML. It's Red Meat Lovers Cigar made by Steve Saka just for this event. So what do you have to do to participate? Go to thegreatsmoke.com, secure your ticket, which will get you the last luau party back. Now, whether you're virtual or coming live, everyone will get the same epic package. This is the most epic Great Smoke package we've ever made in the history of this event. Almost $450 worth of swag and 40 premium cigars that will either be delivered to your door or handed to you the day of the event. As always during the Great Smoke, we'll have mega raffles and prizes, and whether you're at home or there live in person, Everyone who gets a ticket is automatically entered. The event dates are February 24th through February 27th, with the main event being February 26th. And whether you're there in person or live watching at home, we're going to have five special virtual sessions and interaction with what's going on in the event floor so you can actually see what people and what things are going on as the event is happening. Tickets go on sale this Friday, November 12th, noon Eastern Standard Time. I urge everyone out there to get their tickets early. They'll let you participate in all the pre-virtual events we're going to have with the manufacturers who made limited releases, and it'll secure your ticket because our feeling this will be the most epic year ever as far as ticket sales and how fast they'll go. To get your tickets and for more information, go to www.thegreatsmoke.com. The last luau, baby, because this is be the last luau you'll ever need to go to. Peace. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Steve here again with my crew. 
Italian Scallion, the GOAT, and our special guest, Eric Gatormson. <laughs> hey! Himself. So look, I have to be a parent now. As a parent, every now and then, you have to just kick your child in the ass. All right? So, Paul, unmute yourself so we can hear your stupid laugh. Hold on. I have to, I have to go. I'm very, I'm very busy right now. So, Paul, next week we have a best of because it's Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, I want you to commit right now in front of everybody that the following Saturday you will have a new Bonner Wine commercial. <laughs> Let me take a memo. Hold on. Let's see. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> we'll have a new Bonner Wine. But, but wait. Part of the reason, and you're going to think this is an excuse, but part of the reason yeah. I haven't done it is because they're well, changing the excuse, they're changing the package. Okay, well that's fine, but we'll have a new Bonner Wine commercial on the next KMA Live. What does yeah. the package have to do with the commercial? You don't well, even hold talk up about. I talk about so now in the commercial. I drink it. Well, in some of them, I would. Uh, oh, maybe not. Yeah, maybe we drank it all I mean, before drink we drink out of sippy cups and. I, so, I should have taken it last night. I, we drank our last bottle. Are you, are you, a masochist. He enjoys are, the abuse. Are you com, are you committed to this? For the next show, which is what? January what? No, no. I mean January. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, hold on. I'm looking at dates. Paul, if you, uh, yeah. if you don't have one, you're going to make a $100 donation to the charity of our KMA fans choice. All right. I mean, maybe I'll make that donation anyway for the heart. There you go. Good <laughs> Good man. Uh, right. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll have a, I'll have a, a uh, I'll have a one ready. Yes, that's what, that's what I want to hear. Thank I commit. You. There you go. Sometimes you got to kick people in the ass. That's all. <laughs> um, I, I saw in your comments you're coming down to the Great Smoke. Oh yeah. Ooh. Now you didn't come. Now you've been you've been coming down now for the Great mm-hmm. Smoke for how many years? Well, you know, we were talking earlier about when. We started, I think that uh, that very first year, so that would have been 2013 because we started in 2012, and then 2013, we that was the first year I went to the Great Smoke. Yeah, and I think you made pretty much almost every year, except last year you did the right. um, the watch party. Right. And we actually simulcast you guys in from your studios. I can't remember how many people you had. You had a nice little crowd. You were watching. Yeah. What did you think of that that whole digital experience? Just curious. Wow. It was it was amazing. I mean, you guys you guys set a new bar, and 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 frankly, I don't even like the bar because it's so high <laughs> that it, you know that that same year, of course, you know it was the whole COVID thing, and at the last minute, Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest got canceled, right? And so they had us virtual do a virtual like Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest, and. And, it, you know, it was good. It was fun. We had a good time and everything. And we were proud of the show. You know, we were proud of what we did. We had like three different shows that day. And then you guys come along and do that. And it was just disheartening, man. I got to say, uh, from a we broadcast, stole the thunder a little bit. Yeah. I mean, from a broadcasting perspective, uh, it's, it's rough to it's rough to even, you know, think about trying to do something like that again, because. That great smoke last year was dude. It was amazing. Um, if it makes you feel any better and, and you can ask Alex. Um, what you guys did, and we, we, there was two virtual events we watched because you know we were fortunate enough to be literally like the last virtual, the last live event right before the world shut down, and then we were fortunate enough to watch a couple other people attempt to do something because we didn't know what we were going to do, and you know watching what you guys did was really our inspiration. Okay, well you know that was nice, it was fun, but how do we try to incorporate what we do and try to translate it somewhat on a screen and? Um, Literally watching what you guys did 
was a little bit of our inspiration to, to, to take it to that level. So had you not set that base level bar, we may have never even gotten there. So, you know, I mean, it was kind of, it was kind of wow. a crazy year, but, um, and, and, and now mean, because of that, it's forever changed how we're going to do our events. I mean, now this year yeah. we're doing this live virtual experience, which, you know, once again, I said this last year before the digital experience, if we pull this off, um, I think it'll be one of the coolest ever history of in history of cigar events of being able to have people come from all over the world. Literally. I mean, if there's any sign of what's going to happen this year, we we've taken hotel room, not from the beginning, but I think probably starting in year five or six, we started getting local blocks. Mm -hmm. We've never sold out our room blocks, or if we did, I never knew about it, you know? <laughs> and we sold out our room block, which is the biggest block we ever taken yesterday I found out there was no more rooms available. Or the day before yesterday, I think they called us and they said there was like three rooms left. And we we asked for an additional block of, I think, 30 or 40 rooms. And um, it, I don't know if it's gotten up yet because we looked yesterday and they were still out. But there, there's more, another block of rooms coming up and it's a little bit more of a rate, but it's still cheaper than anything we saw out there. But just looking at signs like that, um, we're really just going to expect a really crazy year this year. And I'm glad that you're going to be coming down to witness it. This is going to be insane. We got a volcano coming in. Oh, well, I, you you know what? You got a couple volcanoes because you got Kim and uh, Michael. I mean, Michael, I, he was incredible on, on last year's telecast. Like Herklotz, I'm telling you, he, he was so polished, so sharp, so funny. Like it was a he was a perfect co-host, Abe. Like, you nailed that one. Part, part of our success sometimes is coming up with the right recipe. Michael was my first choice. I, I knew it was going to be imperative um for him to be involved and when he confirmed i was so happy because he had a lot going on right. just starting Ferriotego in the background a lot of people didn't know what was going on and and we're in the middle of covid we weren't sure he was going to fly out and you know in the back of my head you know we're still living in a state where hey i could be fine today and be sick tomorrow right. and i'm thinking god forbid something happens to me we have all this invested he was the one guy i really thought of that could pull this off should i not be able to make it for any reason he was the one guy that that I felt would be able to pull off the show should I not be able to make it. And I, we're just honored and thrilled. Like, he had committed to doing this again immediately after the show. Right. I feel like – I think after the show, we were in the back, literally sure. talking about we next were. year. We were like, you know, hey, you know, we might do something like this again. Right. Are you interested? What, what, what's like, funny you me. And what a lot of people don't realize, because he became such a, a, a glowing part of the show, like up to Friday morning, the day before the event, we weren't sure if Michael was going to make it. There were storms. There was all kinds of shit going on in New York. We didn't know if he was even going to be able to get on a plane to make it here. We had a backup ready. This is the day before the event. We what do you mean the day before the event? He texted us a picture from the terminal that morning. Right. Friday mo yeah, the day before. You're right. Friday morning. morning yeah. before. He's like, I'm on the plane. We're good. <laughs> Right. Now, hey, Abe, uh, can you say who was the backup? Who's the who was the who's Fred, Fred Rui? Fred oh, Rui, he's he would be good too. Yeah, Fred. That, listen, and we literally sat here and we started talking because you know Alex would have been a, a natural fix, but Alex had too much to do in the background with with the web and everything was going on. And we literally sat here and like Fred Rui was like, "That's the guy who could do it." And and to his testament. Fred committed to come down the last minute and we found out Michael couldn't get out of the plane. He was ready to drive down and be involved and do the show. So 
that's what happens when you have great relationships in the industry. And yeah, no doubt. Guys like that says, yeah, just let me know. He goes, I was planning on watching it and being involved. You know, we've got my kit, but if you need me, call me, I'll, I'll, I'll head right down. So that was awesome. So what's this? Uh, what's this volcano? I'm I'm dying to. <laughs> I don't even. Yeah, know. I, I haven't heard. Yeah, me neither. Volcanoes. All he keeps saying is we have a volcano. Yeah, bro, volcano. I mean, I'm like, yeah, where? 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 I don't. I don't. I. You know. I mean, volcano. We got volcanoes. Volcano. We got fire dancers. We got steel drum players. We had, we had we had to get the fire marshal involved. They had to get a special permit just for the entertainment. It's going to be. If we pull this off, this is going to be a crazy, 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 crazy year. I'm super, super excited about it. Um, and literally. That swag pack, the, the party pack, is probably the most epic pack in the history of our of, of us doing this. I actually did the math later because we were in a rush to get that video. It's really closer to four hundred eighty dollars worth of stuff. The cigars alone retail lifted about three sixty five. So I mean, you want to talk about value? Anybody who just doesn't get that pack alone is just insane. It's literally like almost five hundred dollars worth of stuff for one hundred sixty five bucks. And what's funny is, like last year, is you know we all the information is on the site. What you get, if you click on it, it even tells you the cigar companies. Most of them, 95% of them know the brands already. Um, they're all listed. and But nobody, like, read it. And then last year, like, literally, we thought we were done shipping. We're like, okay, we're going to leave tickets up on sale for another two weeks. Don't worry about it. And then all of a sudden, these packages started landing everywhere, and everybody started opening them up and doing videos. And we got inundated so bad, we had to say, okay, we're stopped selling tickets now because we'll never get all these packages out. So, you know. Hopefully, people will read it, but uh, I'm very excited about this year. I'm glad you're coming down to experience it. Always, oh, yeah. can't always, I can't wait, man. Always a pleasure to have you you, you you there, man. Always. So, we have a segment every week. We call It's called As the Record Spins, and it's uh, by Avo Cigars, and our good friend Eddie Guerra has a special question just for you. Ooh. Paul with the late Come leader. on, Paul. <laughs> from Eddie Guerra. All right. What is your opinion on the credential traditional media versus influencers? Oh, I thought this was going to be a music question. No, these are just whatever. I was all, I was all ready to bust out some Ramones and, you know, <laughs> get this thing going. All right, so I'm sorry. Ask the question again. <laughs> what is your opinion on credential credential traditional media versus influencers obviously that was some kind of discussion and topic at the trade show Mm -hmm. you know the difference and what's your take on that your personal take well i mean i I mean obviously there's room for both of of these things that they uh there's some great there's some great social media influencers out there that really you know hone their craft and and really take the time to you know, to do it right. And, and, and it's a value to the industry, but you could say that exact same thing, you know, about the credentialed media. There's people that, that really take it seriously and that, uh, you know, make it, uh, you know, a part of, uh, really adds value to the industry. And then there's other guys that are, you know, Johnny come lately, boom, boom, they're in, they're out. 
they're the hot thing for six months and then they're and then they're gone, you know. And so I think both things can be either good or bad. They're kind of neutral. If you if just uh, the, just in the topic themselves, they're sort of neutral. It depends on on the uh, effort that each one, you know, we always we always find you see these guys, they come up, you know, in the media and they're like, oh, I'm going to be a provocateur. Or I'm going to say all this crazy stuff and and people are going to think I'm nutty, you know, and I'm going to just say how it is. And and then they cause a bunch of crazy, you know, drama and whatnot. And and yeah, they get some attention. But then two years later, these guys are they're gone, you know. And so, like, you know, we're one of the few uh, media outlets that does this full time as an actual business. So. You know, we're 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 not just doing it, you know, um, after work for a couple hours. Now that doesn't mean that you, that that's the only way it should be done. I'm not I'm not slighting guys that have to have regular jobs at all. I'm just saying uh, there are the guys that have staying power in the business. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, Half Wheel the way they do what they do, and Coop the way he does what he does, and those types of guys, blind man's they've been doing it forever, and and that's a value. But now we're seeing these influencers. And some of them come on and it's a one trick pony. They're, you know, they're showing body parts and that's pretty much as, as, as in depth as it goes. But then there are other influencers that are really taking it seriously and, you know, trying to be a value to the industry. So I say, you know, um, there's good and bad in both. Eh? What do you think? Well, I mean, look, I mean, I think anything that helps talk about the lifestyle, what we do, helps propagate it in a positive light is always a good thing. But do you feel that the influencers in our industry, because look, every industry has its influencers. Do you feel that in our industry, it's taken more negatively than the norm? You know, I don't know because I'm not, I haven't been a part of any other industry um, during this whole influencer sort of craze. So I can't totally speak to it. My gut feel is there's probably similar feelings in other industries as well, because it, you know, you take wine. I'm, I, I love my wine. I drink, a, try to drink, you know, wine almost every night and I, I experiment and get into it. And I, I know in the wine industry, there's a little bit of this as well. I don't know what the wine people think of the influencers, but I, I do see the same kind of stuff in the wine industry. I know there's similar stuff in the craft beer industry. So my gut feel is it's probably similar in these other industries, although I don't know that for sure. Yeah, they get some negative. Um, you know, comments, oh, they're, they're, they're in the way, you know, we're trying to do the trade show and they're just doing their thing. And what's the point? Like, why should I interview an influencer when it's not going to be, you know, published anywhere? And I get those criticisms. Like, I understand why there's that criticism. But at the same time, like you said, they are promoting premium cigars and they're getting maybe people interested in cigars that might have never been interested in it. And so for that, it's, it's a good thing. Uh, you just hope that they take it seriously and and do it the right way. And um, but I think all in all, it's it's a it's a net positive. I'm surprised. I'm surprised at how much of our industry still has embraced the media, especially in today's day and age. I mean, I, I look. I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. When I first started getting involved, right, um, it was mostly just blogs. Right, guys had pages. Did stories no one was doing shows you know there weren't that many personalities but i loved the i loved having a second or third fourth tier medium that wasn't just cigar aficionado right and i remember because i used to work with 
I think at one time it may have been up to 13, 14 different bloggers. Because my shtick was all my agreements would renew on May 1st, my advertising, because I only wanted to deal with it once a year. Um, and, and, and it's something that I embraced early, but it just it just blows my mind in this industry how it's taken the industry so long to really embrace it or work with them. And especially the guys who have now been around almost 10 years, you know, with such credibility. And then there's still people who still don't get it. Are you shocked by that still? Well, I think, I mean, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, Abe, but a lot of that has to do with, you know, this premium cigar industry is kind of an old world industry, you know, and, and they're a little maybe slower to, you know, gr- jump on to new technology. Not that this is really new anymore, but, you know, I think it's just one of those things. Like they're so used to, the way things were all those years and it's a little bit harder for them to kind of uh, adjust, but you do see them adjusting rapidly now, right? Like over yeah. the last few years, things have changed dramatically. Um, big, huge old school companies have, have started to adopt some of these new practices and, and get involved with the bloggers and whatnot. So yeah, it's changing. They're, they're, they're adapting. I mean, it used to be nobody even acknowledged it, right? Even the trade show didn't even acknowledge it. You guys, right. you guys had to sneak in for years as like, <laughs> so, uh, as you know, friends and badges of you know manufacturers or retailers that would get you in. And then I remember when I was on the board, I think I was the first year where we made a media badge, where mm-hmm. all of a sudden we would allow. We, I think we set some kind of standard and what it, what you needed to do or be to actually be considered real media. And I think the year I was on the board, we passed that and made that a real thing. And, you know, they just, it was just so, un, uh, they just weren't into it. And, and it has become a lot more. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a, a, a lot of companies now that are embracing it and working with it. And more so since COVID. COVID has just changed the game. But even now, today, there are still some that just, I don't know why, just don't, 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 are not on that ship yet. And I, I just don't get it. Well, now, Abe, there's sort of, there's even another another group of people which are the people that only do the video stuff um right so you have influencers you have the the traditional print media guys you have the blogger guys and then you, now you have these guys that do you know just a youtube channel there's no there's no website anywhere it's just a youtube channel and yeah. and again just the same as anything else some of those guys do it really really well and you know some guys just are doing it just cuz they're just jacking around goofing off but you know now that's uh, you know an emerging sort of segment in the uh, whatever you want to call it the promotion and and aspect of premium cigars. Before we get coupon, I got one more question. You got your tenth anniversary coming up. You just mentioned it earlier. You you guys got anything crazy planned you want to share that's going on for your tenth anniversary? Well, I can't share anything specific, but I can say that like we're doing uh, several uh, sort of special projects for the year. Um, 10 years, that's, I mean, I, I say that right now and it's, it's, it just kind of blows me away. It's been 10 years. So, so yeah, we want to do a couple of, uh, a couple of special cigar projects, uh, some cigars that, that we think are maybe, um, you know, are representative of, of the 10 year kind of anniversary. So usually we do five to six projects in a year. And I think that's pretty much the way it'll go. Next year as well, there'll be five to six, and and all all of those are pretty much set in the can. And there's a couple projects that don't have anything to do with our 10th anniversary, but we have you know three or four that are special for for the 10th anniversary. So that'll be exciting, and uh, can't wait to kick that off. Uh, geez, only uh, 
what is it, a month and not far away, is it? Yeah, a month and a month and a couple of weeks. <laughs> I know. All right, well, let's get our man on and see what is the scoop with Coop this week. Hey, yo, what's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. I say it every week. That is one of my favorite intros. I love it. That's great. I jam. I jam in the back. I don't, know, I don't know where that chorus came from where they go, yo, Coop, what's on? Because I know, I know the voiceover is Duffy. You know, he works with WGN, the Cubs. And he's been doing a lot of our voiceovers. He did it for the Great Smoke the Experience. He's an awesome guy. But I don't even know who did that chorus. Or, you know, the the, the, the secondary audio of, hey, Coop, what's – I mean, I, it's just such a Was, – Isn't that from Hanging with Mr. Cooper? Yep. I, I, I think it is, yes. Okay. First season. First season. I didn't know okay, where yeah. that was from. But whoever put that intro together, man, that, that's never going away. That's like my favorite one. I love it. I'm appreciative of it. <laughs> what's up, Coop? What's up, Eric? What's going on? Hey, my buddy, Coop. Coop, you Coop, there. You, everywhere I go, there's Coop, man. Me and me and you, we're like traveling buddies. We're like uh, Sinatra and uh, and uh, Bean Crosby, right? You talked about that that 2013 Great Smoke. That's where you and I first met. I think we were kind of leaving the Matt Booth event that night, and uh, and uh, bringing great people together. Still, yeah. So, and and look, Eric's right. I've traveled with Eric more than any other person in the world. That's including my (laughs) wife. Wow, (laughs) we've been to like multiple countries, multiple states. Um, so uh, he's he's a great friend, and I'm so proud of what he's built. In the last uh, ten years, I'm so glad he's celebrating his ten years because he's done an amazing job. Thank you, Coop. Yep, oh. I mean that. Yep. Wow, I feel the love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of love for this guy. This guy's always been there for me, and I really appreciate it. Okay. Coop, where are you? Yeah, <laughs> you got. I'm, I'm, I'm in my. I'm in the Miami area. I had to come down for some non-cigar business, uh, but I will be up in Boynton on Tuesday. Oh, maybe we'll do a little live feed while you're here. Yep. 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 So uh, it was. I didn't know if I was going to be able to get down here prior to this business, but I decided to leave yesterday, and I'm here. I'm in a hotel. Nice. So what's the scoop this week, Coop? All right. Um. So there was news of a um of a of a project. Um. And this has not really been a secret. Um. Romacraft was talking about this project called Quinquagenario, which is a series of limited edition cigars they were going to do for each of the principals who like own the company and the factory's 50th birthday. And the first uh, of the three was going to have the 50th birthday, Skip Martin, in 2022. Um, and each, what's going to be unique is they're going to be doing these projects outside of their factory. Um, Skip's kind of holding off on using the word collaboration, but he is teaming up with Ernesto Perez Carrillo Jr. Um, to release the first of these Quinquagenario cigars. And... Um, it's uh, it's a release. They don't have many details of the release. Other than it's going to be a Robusto in 24-count boxes. And um, Skip's going down on a periodic basis to work on the blends with it. Um, I think one of the things he wanted to do is work with uh, Dominican tobaccos. So, you know, he, he's considered Ernesto a, a friend, a mentor. So that process is in place. We don't have many more details on what the cigar exactly is going to be, though. But I guess it's something to stay tuned for next year. All right. What else you got going on? All right. So that was the first thing. And uh, so if you are looking uh, for another, we talked a couple weeks ago about a Cohiba cigar. That's going to be $250. 
Well, the good news is there's going to be a, a more affordable option available for you with the third release of the Cohiba Spectre. Um, so this one's only going to go for $119 per cigar. That's it. So you can, that's it. So this is going to be a little more of a deal. Um, yeah, I'll say this. I've had the, the last release of the Spectre was the 2019. I'm not saying it, that would sell for about $90. I'm not saying any cigars worth $90, but that was a hell of a cigar that they released that year. Uh, I was very impressed with that cigar. It, um, but this one is uh, scheduled to hit the stores before the end of the year with that. And uh, if, if, like I said, if you can't afford the uh, the other Cohiba, you have a, a good option here with uh, the new Spectre coming out. <laughs> I, I can't help but think of James Bond when I hear that name. Yeah. yeah. The, right. the, the, the nice thing is at least, well, basically, at least we found out about this general cigar before it hit the shelves. Normally, we find out like a week or two after it hits the shelves. What the That's typically when their sales reps find out. Well, I, yeah, and I, I kind of don't understand. Like, my retailers are constantly the ones who tell me about these cigars. Um, so, I mean, I'll talk about another one in a second that's already been on the shelves. So I don't quite understand the, the – I'm, I'm frustrated by the strategy. And I've let them know I'm frustrated by the strategy. That's, not, sure. it. that's, that's not it. That's, that's the old one, Paul. That's not it, Paul. Oh, really? I looked up 2021. Yeah, I think I was 2000. Is it? No, I don't we have the article. Didn't we? Hey, yeah, I don't have the article right? on Coop yet half, with it. Half Wheel has a picture of it. Yeah. yeah. Or you can I was go traveling to Cigar, Cigar Dojo's got it if you want. Yeah, yeah Dojo's go. got it. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Yeah. We were, I was traveling yesterday, so we didn't get a chance to finish that article, but it, it is out there. What um, going on? So, speaking of uh, general, on the Ford side, Ford's cigar company side, uh, Partagas is one of the brands. They announced the Partagas Decadas 2021 edition. Now, this one I think is kind of a cool cigar. I saw Eric, you, you posted this one as well. Um, in that, um, Partagas Decadas is, is an annual limited edition they've been doing the last few years um, that they brought back actually uh, a few years ago, too. Uh, but what's cool about this is that line's going for Cameroon seed. So this one, they're going to be using a Brazilian-grown Cameroon seed, um, which I think is I, – I haven't – I was looking to see if there was another example of a cigar that used the Brazilian Cameroon seed, and I couldn't find another one. So that one, I think, is something that's pretty cool. This one's – like I said, this one already hit the shelf. So, so um, limited reserve – when I first got in this business, the Green Label Party was probably one of the top-selling ones. We couldn't keep them in stock. Sold very, very well. Um, then it just kind of died down. And then they tried bringing it back as decadent. Right. And, um, you know, for, for, on our retail level, and I don't speak for the country, I can only speak around our retail stores, um, it just never took again after that initial when I first got in the business. So it'll be interesting to see how this new non-Cameroon version, you know, is received yeah. by consumers. Yeah, they actually changed up the packaging because it is known for those green bands, and this one is going to have bands, a blue, glass blue band. The, the yeah. wood box with the bronze emblem on top. It was a very decadent box. But when they first came out, they Abe, you're right. They were they were really red hot. But when it came back, uh, it, I don't think it captured what no. what it was. I, no, I can I agree with you on that um, for sure. Because like I said, I used to. I remember. I, I remember when I got a couple of those as gifts. I was like, this is a great cigar. Anything else you got going on, Coop? Um, so another cigar that's just hit the shelves this week. Um, and this is a really um, this is kind of one of the more high profile releases I saw at the trade show. Placencia's new release, the 149 Cosecca, um, has hit the shelves right now. Um, 
the Coseca series is their harvest series. The 149 stands for tobaccos from their 149th harvest. And what's a little different about this Placencia release is that Placencia has been, as folks know, a few years ago, they started branding, you know, they came out with their own brand. And they've been releasing cigars under the Placencia name. But this is the first time they're in Puro. Not the first time. Not the first time, but I think it's the first time they got serious about it. Yeah, Yeah. successfully, not the first time. Yeah, I mean, this time they established, they kind of did it right. They did a distribution company, and, you know, they put a whole force together. But this one's a Honduran Puro, um, which uh, is the first Honduran Puro they're putting under the Placencia brand. So this one has hit the shelves as we could speak. It's available in three sizes, um, and it goes from about 12 to 14.50 per cigar. So you could check that out. And that is your news for this week. Right. Scoop, scoop. Anything uh, you got going on this week coming up that your fans could look forward to? Um, so it's Thanksgiving week, but um, we're going to be recording next weekend the two-year anniversary of the Cigar Jukebox show. Um, and that will air the following Monday. And our special guests are going to be for that show. Um, we think it's two-year anniversary, so we're going to have two mics on. We're going to have Mike and Mike from uh, Cigar Hustlers Podcast on. So they'll be our right. guests. And then on December 2nd, um, we have the big industry panel show where, Abe, you're going to be on with Jeff Borsowitz and Dave Garofalo. And like I said, I think I mentioned that last week. It's the first time I'm going to have all three of you guys on a show, so we're very excited about that. I think, I think it'll probably be the first time all three of us will be on anybody's show. The yeah. yeah. It should I, be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be a fun show. Um, we promise not to keep you guys super late either. Um, so I think it will be all good, and so that will be December second. You're gonna to want to tune what a fake, that. what a fake promise. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say one a.m. one a.m. the earliest. A, if I go past one a.m., I'll do a donation to, to a charity. Market, go buy some Bonner Private Wine, so I don't look bad. Paul, you got to deliver on that commercial, man. Come on, I, I mean, this is this has gone long enough. The last commercial you did was back in the summer. I don't want to get how pathetic Paul is. He's supposed to eat like on Thursday. And then he has the audacity to get it. When did you get it, Alex, this morning? The sheets. When did you get the show sheets? This morning? It, it, it came at like 1.30 in the morning. Like. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I, that's when I sent the link. So he's got the audacity to send it to us at 1.30 a.m., okay? and then You were on, up. Wait. On the sheet, it says, Cigar Dojo does a segment called Smoke Night Live called Cigar Brand Stock Market. They think five or ten brands discussing should buy, sell, or hold their stock based on their current performance. Abe and Alex picked 10 brands to discuss. We're reading it for the first time this morning. <laughs> what are we going to pick <laughs> It's called improv. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Paul. Improv that segment. <laughs> Coop's, Coop's done that segment several times. Oh, my God. I've, Let I've me tell you, that's one of the greatest segments show. to do. It's one of the greatest segments to do, but it's a long segment to do with I, the I, 10 of them. I, I've done that segment <laughs> once. Did, should, should we should, should we throw some at, at Coop and, and, and should we play Eric's own segment with him? See, yeah, see how he does? I yeah. would love it. All right. We got time. We got, we got nowhere to go. So let's take turns. We'll each pick three cigars. Me, you, and Alex will do one at a time, and we'll see how it goes. How's that? Paul, you're, you're, you're picking brands, though, yeah, right? Not yeah, brand. Exactly. What's yeah. the rules exactly, Eric? Is company. It it's brand? a company. All right. So, he, so let me set it up just real quick so people don't freak out. Now, remember, it's should you buy – sell or hold just based on how they're doing right now this little sliver in time now think about like the stock market or crypto or whatever 
you might sell crypto that you love, right? You're, but you're selling it just because of the little snapshot that you're in right now. That doesn't mean that you don't like that crypto. It just means that, you know, right now I'm going to sell. I'm going to wait till, you know, till there's an upswing and, and then I'll buy. So if we say that we're selling, that doesn't mean we dislike this brand. It just means like right now, you know, I, I'm going to sell. That sounds like a statement from a man who's taking some flack. I was just going to say, very <laughs> diplomatic. <laughs> very diplomatic. All right. We'll take turns. We'll go me, Alex, Paul. Sound good? All right. Sounds All right. good. I'll, 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 start, I'll start off. Ready? ADV cigars. Buy, sell, or hold? Um, so ADV, I mean, it's, 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 I'm, I'm going to assume this is a really, this is a more inexpensive, cheaper stock because they're a young company. Um, I might want to throw, I might want to buy a little bit to put in my portfolio because it's kind of like that Shiba INU, you know, you know, you don't know, maybe it's going to explode. So I'm going to buy, I'm just going to buy a small chunk. What about you, Coop? I'm buying. Um, they're up for one of the number one cigar of the year on Coop this year. I think what they're doing is some really, really good stuff. I've been, like I said, we had Henderson on last week, but yeah, buy. This is a buy for me, no question. There you go. Alex? LaFleur Dominicana. All right, so you got, this is, you know, a classic brand, uh, been around forever. Um, deliver. They've had some some huge huge hits, um, but right now um, I'm probably selling. Um, I, I there's there hasn't been much buzz in in, in quite some time. Um, as much as I love them, um, I'm probably going to sell right now. I'm holding. Uh, Eric said they're a classic company right now. I think right now for sure it's something they're they're going through some pains. Um, but I don't think they're you know it's. I think they kind of got to get back to the rhythm that they had a few years ago, but they've yeah. been around a long time and I'm, I'm going to hold because I have some confidence in them. All right, Paul. Okay. Here's one. Quesada. Wow. That was going to be one of mine. Good choice. Well, um, all right. So this, this could be a tricky one. Um, this could be a tricky one because the way I see it now, their stocks probably really cheap and your, my gut instinct would be <laughs> to sell, 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 but there's this chance that you could, that they could be purchased by somebody else. And then all of a sudden that stock could be very valuable. Um, but that's just, that's just really like stretching. So I got to sell, I'm going to sell it all right now. I'm going to buy with them. Um, I really? think they had one of the best, I think what they delivered product wise at the trade show was one of the, um, was one of the better companies. I'm seeing the company, get more engaged on social media. I mean, Raquel's got something out every day. They're starting to work with some of the online media brands. And um, I think they have a few things they still need to kind of work on, particularly their sales and distribution piece. Um, but I think, like I said, I think they're getting there. And right now I could probably buy at a good price is what I'm saying. So I'm going to buy based on that. Now, Coop, I'll, I'll add to what you're saying. I got to say, guys, I smoked the Ferio Tego Elegancia, and it was excellent. It was great. So um, that that's something else that they got going for them right there. I mean, the new Oktoberfest was a home run, and the new uh, Casa Magna Liga F is a home run. I, they had two home runs. But but I think, like I said, right now you can buy that stock at a good price. That's why I'm saying buy, because I have some confidence that these products are going to do well. All right. My turn. Romacraft. You know, I, I would have maybe said sell um, 
for the last couple of years because uh, after the Baca, things just didn't seem to to be happening with that company. And you know, I know they kind of do their own thing. How do you how do you buy stock in a company that says we're only going to do we're ne- we're we're only going to do X? That's all we're going to do. We're only going to sell this many cigars. We don't care. Like, how does that help me as an investor? You know. But I gotta say, I'm a little excited about the news this past week uh, that Skip um, is is trying some new stuff, working with some new factories. I think maybe at this point I'm gonna hold instead of sell. Like I'm a little excited about the prospect of of maybe something cool and unique coming out of Romacraft. Interesting. It's a sell for me um, because, like Eric said, there's a cap on the number of cigars there. Um, this new project only got 50,000 cigars, so I don't see how I'm going to make money. Look, this ain't an indication what I think Romacraft's doing is bad. They, they have some excellent quality products. I just don't think I'm investing my money here right now based on, on what I'm seeing, the model. So um, maybe something will change. Eric, was you a hold on that? I held I'm going to hold on that just until I see until I see what comes out of of this uh, new you know vision that uh, that Skip's got going. All right, Alex. Coldwell. Caldwell, ah, got you. Got to love Robert. Uh, the guy marches to the beat of his own drummer. That's for sure. Um, I think that with with Caldwell, they, they're one of those companies that will surprise you kind of out of nowhere. Um, but there hasn't been a ton of new stuff going on. So uh, it for me, and I hate to I hate to throw too many holds out there because it's more fun if you say buy or sell. But on Caldwell, I'll I'll just hold because I do think that Robert has a way of 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 coming out with something that sort of surprises you and you're like, oh, that's a pretty freaking cool project. So I'll hold on Caldwell Found. Um I'm selling. Um I'm not sure where the direction of Caldwell is going. Like is it lost and found? I know they're separate companies. Is it Caldwell? The new Caldwell stuff right now is just um I'm not hearing a lot about it. They're not talking to the media. Um, I don't see traction from some of the existing stuff. They have great cigars. Don't get me wrong. I love Robert, but right now, just nothing to make me say I'm putting my money in this company. Uh, my turn. Yep, sir. Gurkha. Ooh. I'm gonna let Coop go first on this one. Oh, hold. Hold. I'm gonna hold <laughs> on that. Um, you know, I think that they they've really been trying to work. Um to try to they've had their issues the last couple of years there's no question about it um but i think they're really trying to work at that it's not going to be an overnight process to heal and um i think the products are coming out with are certainly uh i like that they're working this year with the lr keister factory um i think i need to see a little more progress in some in terms of some of that healing but um i'm gonna hold with that right now and see what happens yeah i'm selling i mean i I gotta, I gotta, you know, what, what do they say? Like, you gotta, you gotta invest in what you, in, in, you know, inve- if you, if you go to Starbucks every day, if you buy Apple products, you know, those are the companies that you should, that you should be invested in because you have an emotional attachment to them. Uh, I've just never had a, a lot of good luck with Gurkha. So I'm, I'm, I'm selling. I don't, I have no idea what the vision is. I know they're trying and I, I hope it, I hope it turns around. Um, and if they do, you know, I'll be there to, 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 to join in on that. But right now I'm selling. Have you tried any of their lines that are coming out of the Aganorsa factory? Yeah, yeah, I've had them. And they're they they're much better, obviously. Yeah. 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 All right, last round. All right, here we go. Crowned heads. Crown heads, I'm buying. You know what's funny about this one, Abe? We've done this brand stock market thing for so long. And I it wasn't that long ago that every single panelist on our show, when it got to Crown Heads, said 
said Sal. Like they, they, it just seemed like they were, you know, they were like always, you know, kind of taking a back seat in the factories that they were working with. But ever since they did this Ace Prime thing and got hooked up with Ace Prime, um, they have been hitting on all cylinders. This to me is a solid buy. It's I always find it so fascinating how a company has a really good year, and then a lot of times the next year they're quiet. Well, Crown Heads for the last two, three years, bam, 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 bam. They've had solid years. I'm I'm really hot on Crown Heads. I'm buying. Eric, I'm total agreement. Exactly everything you said on that. Buy um, the the Ace Prime thing is. I'm I'm really seeing the fruits of that partnership pay off. It's kind of become a. Uh, they're starting to work with that factory more and more. They they're getting newer tobaccos in there. You know, a few years ago it was limited this, limited that, and it was not really exciting to me. I think they're really working on some brand building right now. Um, so I'm I'm buying. I think, like I said, I think this is no a no brainer. I got to tell you, give you a little insider information. You both kind of probably are on point because for the first time in a long time, um, Mike and John are actually scheduled to be on KMA this January. And you know, an appearance on KMA will skyrocket any company. So that's a good call. That's a good call. Yeah. No, no. I mean, that's a get both of them on a show is not easy. It's not easy. No, I know. Abe, are you saying that sort of like Elon Musk, like making a tweet about his. uh... His, 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 his dog yeah, yeah. Floki or something like that. <laughs> All right, last round for you, Alex. Oliva. Ooh, good one. Ah, uh, Oliva. I mean, there's there. It just seems like they just live off it's that actually- Melania, like that's the Siri V, right? Like that. That it just it's a never end, and it's a great cigar. So you know. Um, no, more power to them, but it just seems like they just live off of that brand. Like that's the, 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 the one brand. And they've tried some other new stuff that I didn't think w- was that great. But so you uh, think all their eggs are in one basket? Yeah, all their eggs in one basket. It, to me, it's it's a it's a. I'm gonna keep a little, but I'm gonna say sell. I'm gonna sell my big portion. I don't want this to be a large portion of my portfolio. To me, it's just not that interesting. That doesn't mean it's a bad thing. I know they have a huge you know, fan base that, that smokes some of their stuff, you know, almost exclusively, which is great. They're almost kind of like that sort of GE type of stock. I'm me personally, I'm selling just cause it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, doesn't spark my fire. We totally disagree on this one. Ooh. Uh, this is an easy buy for me. Um, right now I think the company is doing some more stuff in terms of product innovation that I haven't seen in a long time. There's some new releases, there's a whole Puros Indios acquisition piece that I think we're going to start to see some stuff in next year Ooh. with. Per state prior, that was, Doug, a joke. that was a joke. Okay, okay. But regardless, it gives them some new new things to work out of. Um, they have a new factory. Uh, I'm really impressed with Corey as the CEO of that company. I think he's doing an amazing job, and I think Oliva's got a great sales force on top of that. This is an easy buy for me. And Eric, to your point, I get the stuff about Melania, Melania, but. Isn't Pendrone 1964, 1926? Yeah, yeah, but no, just, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're, so I, you're, yeah, you're you're 100% right. I can't argue with you on that, Coop. That's a, that's a good point. Different yeah. model company. What do you think, Abe? Who made the better stock choice right there? On I'll leave it. Um, that's that's a great question. Um, you both have merits. Uh, Oliva is kind of, in my opinion, come a little bit detached. Um, you know, their acquisition of Puros Indios that was great, but Puros Indios died on the vine. Like literally died on the vine. So I don't know what 
confusion or excitement that's going to bring to it. I, I, I don't, I don't even know if Paul's even even heard of Pure Osindios. Have you, Paul? Paul, yeah, because we've spoken about them on the show. I can't remember. Was there somebody that came on the you, show that you wouldn't even know what a Pure Osindio cigar looks like, right? No, no, no. I wouldn't know it, and I've never smoked it. Right. No, but but we spoke I about know. it with Lou. You know, in a couple of times, or something spoke about it. I, I, I think, I think that's probably a hold for me. I, I land in the middle. I just don't know what yeah. direction they're going. They just don't seem to have a connectivity outside of what they built. I don't see it moving forward. It seems very stagnant waters for me. Um, but it's, it's a powerhouse of a company. It's a powerhouse of a brand. But like Eric says, I just don't know where the future, with what direction they're going in. To be honest with you, so probably a hold up for me on that one. Very controversial pick and pick, Alex. Paul, close us out. It's not a big company, but I would just be curious to see what you guys would think. Rockefeller. <laughs> All right. Uh, that super great guy. Um, I, I can't think. Pacoop, what, what's his name? I, it's Kevin Schweitzer. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, what a cool guy. I really liked him. I uh, had a great time with him at TPE last year. Super uh, nice. Hanging out. Super nice guy. Um Cigars okay. Um, I, I I can't I can't say that I'm gonna buy. Um, if I have some stock, I think I'm gonna hold on to it, see how they do because I, I I do sort of cheer for brands like this. Inside, I'm like rooting for them really bad because I feel like there's a need for something new and different, and I kind of I kind of like their sort of whole magic, you know, uh, the whole magic thing that they got going on with the with the brand. So I'm not super jazzed about this. But I'm gonna I'm gonna get some stock in a little bit, so it's a, it's a little buy hold kind of action. But I'm not I'm not super hot on this. Just 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 kind of just rooting for it personally. When when Kevin took over the brand in 2017, uh, he had a real I'll just say he had a real mess on his hands. I think he's done a great job of overhauling the brand, streamlining it. Um, this is a, a a buy. I'm not gonna go a heavy buy on this, but this is a buy. Um, I like I, said, I like the magic stuff. It's not enough to put make me put a lot of money into it, but I, I think I have more confidence that Kevin's going to continue to expand these core lines very well. So it's it, it's a buy, but it's not a heavy buy. I'm going to do. So now next year, you guys, we'll go back and we'll 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 take these picks. Yeah. Abe wrote them all Abe down. Wrote them down. I wrote them down. On a recap, you both only agreed on two companies. Really? Yeah. Wow. You only agreed on two. So that surprises me. ADV was one of your agreements. Bye bye. LaFleur, Dojo Cell, Coop Hold, Quesada, Dojo Cell, Coop Buy, Romacraft, Dojo Hold, Coop Cell, Caldwell, Dojo Hold, Coop Cell, Gurkha, Dojo Cell, Coop Hold. The second time you agreed was Crown Heads, Bye Bye. Um, Oliva was a sell by Dojo, buy by Coop, and Rockefeller a hold by Dojo and a buy by Coop. But Oliva was the only one we were really far apart on, I think. Of yeah. all those, we were we were close, but the Oliva one, we I think we were di- polar opposite on those, but yeah. but not too far off on the others. I yeah, I've never I, smoked I, anything but the Milano, by the way, ever from Oliva. They, huh? no, that says anything. they make a lot of really good, they make really solid stuff. But yeah, the Connecticut Reserve is solid. Yeah. The, the G Series Cameroon, you know, is is been a solid. Seller, regular Serie V. I, I still like regular Serie V. Regular Serie V is a winner still, moves. But like I said, I just don't know the direction. It would be very, very, very interesting. I, th- I think yeah. the dynamic of the whole company after it sold and 
pretty much the family kind of just stepped completely out of it. I mean, Jose stepped completely out of it the moment he got into politics. I mean, like, didn't even, like, return calls anymore. It was just gone, disappeared off the face of the planet. And then um, after the family got out, I think the dynamic of the company changed. And I think it's a hold. I really do. That's my position. See where they go with this. Hey, but, Eric, hey, thank you for letting us steal your segment. Oh, you no, know. that's fun. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Abe, don't you think that uh, just on that topic, um, and it's so much like stocks in that if, there, if there's a CEO that you feel good about, that really does go along. And this is why yeah. you know people say, why do CEOs make so much money? That's ridiculous. They make too much. Well, a good CEO gives you a good feeling about that company and makes you want to invest in it. And, and these companies that you want to buy with, with cigar brands, it, that's the same thing. You you have this identifiable character that you feel confident in that he's going to make right good decisions and they're going to produce good product. And so then you you want to buy in that. And so it's just it's very much like the whole stock, you know, traditional stock topic, really. There you go. All right. Well, that being said, it's time for one of my favorite segments of the show every week. Tale of the Tape Season 3. Top 10 Mafia movies of all time. Let's run it. Here we go. Tale of the Tape Season 3. We are in the top five. Number five pick for me. I'm actually taking Coop's number six pick, Donnie Brasco. So we touched on Donnie Brasco last week. Obviously, it was Coop's pick. We talked about, you know, it's the story of uh, Joe Pistone, uh, Al Pacino, Johnny Depp, and the great depth of his axing, acting. But there's another story in there that I want to touch on and, and that I really enjoy. And it's the story of the broke gangster. And uh, you don't see that a lot in the movies. And, that, and that's actually a, uh, a realer picture of, of what goes on day to day in that world than a lot of people realize. Um, there's probably more broke gangsters than millionaires. And, and Donnie Brasco is one of the few movies that actually touches that. Go ahead, Coop. Well, this is kind of funny because we, we flipped. Um, my pick Flip. for number five was Once Upon a Time in America. Uh, and this was just coincidental. Um, what I will say is I do prefer the European cut, which I know is longer, but I think the European cut really does justice to that movie. Um, despite the fact that Joe Pesci is in this movie, and I'm not a Joe Pesci fan, uh, I still enjoyed this movie um, a lot. Yeah, I'm not a Joe Pesci wow, fan. I'm sorry. Your information. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But I do love that Paulie uh, Burt Young is in this movie, so it's really good. But yes. uh, Yep. So I, I think it's it's really really good. But yeah, I mean it's it's a great story. I love the chronicle. I love these chronicle stories of, of the gangster films, and this is another one of those for sure. So once upon a time in America. Virtual statements. Oof. He he said that. He has said that before. <laughs> so while while we got Eric on Eric, yes. mafia, mafia movies. In your ah, there's only there's only two that are that are that just stand way above all of the others, and that's uh, Goodfellas and Casino. I mean, I could watch the, both of those movies over and over and over. You know what's Five, funny? Sometimes in my mind, I meld them, and I, I, I yeah, 
I it, I literally like switched scenes. I'm like, no, wait, that was Casino. That wasn't right. Coop, right. Coop had never seen Goodfellas until what? A couple months ago, Coop. Uh, a couple of years ago, it was actually more of a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah, I, I, and it's because of the Joe Pesci factor. I cannot stand him. Oh you know, there's a, there's an interesting trend. What are we on season right. three? Yeah. So, our, me and Coop, our lists tend to go like this, and then right around five, four, three, we they wind come up to, like, yeah. And I have a feeling it's going to be the same again. Yeah. <laughs> but I need to ask Eric, right? Yes. So, do you consider Scarface a mafia movie? Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, it's a it's it's a mob movie. Um, mafia, and, mafia, you know, mafia movie. So yeah, yeah, absolutely do that. That's a fun movie, but I don't put it in my. It's not even in my top. Probably not in my top five. I don't think. It's a great movie. Uh, I would show all of our uh, all of our picks, but I don't have a graphic. Now I know I know Coop was a big fan of the uh, of the Sopranos uh, a movie that just yeah. came out. Oh. I, I yeah. thought it was horrific. Uh, didn't like well, it at all. The, the only look, I, I, the, the storyline was so so for me, but I truly enjoyed the acting. There you go. Yep. Nice. Let me see that. Oh, okay. All right. And anything, anything you disagree with other than Scarface off the bat on that list, Eric? Well, no, I, you know they both have Scarface lower, so I could, I can't. Yeah, really well, my, no, my Scarface is a different Scarface. Oh yeah, yours is the nineteen thirty two. Um, and, and Coop has Godfather three on there. Let's not let that. <laughs> which, 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 um, which, by the way, Vincent Pastore approved of. No, no, uh, in his Bugsy. words, I said I was in it. I didn't say I liked it. Bugsy, he, he wouldn't have taken a role he didn't like. Bugsy's great. I love Bugsy. Oof. Ouch. And there you have it. <laughs> That's a good list so far, though. I'm looking forward to seeing what's uh, in the in the in the top three. Have you guys worked out a season four yet or no? Not yet. Not no, yet. we haven't figured out what it is. We probably have to decide that. It's probably back right around the first of the year, I'm guessing. We'll be right. I feel like it's going to be food-related. Paul's just hungry. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I am starving. <laughs> Eric, uh, before we get you off, want to congratulate you. Granddaddy once again. Oh, yeah. Yep, congratulations, man. Congratulations. That's, that's awesome. Jordan. Yep. Jordan had a baby girl. So, yeah, uh, Penny May. Yeah, did 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 we ask Eric what do you, what do you got coming up? I'm sure like this week or so. Uh, Wednesday's uh, flavor audit. We've been doing the um, you know Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs. Uh, ha- the first part of season four has been mocktails, so non-alcoholic cocktails. And you guys, oh, I got to tell yeah. you, I got to tell I you, I saw some of them. You know what was crazy is the first episode that we did was the Shirley Temple. Now everybody in their mind thinks that they know what a Shirley temple is. And it's not, you know, it's just like, Hey, what is it? Seven up and some cherry great, juice and a, great juice. Thing, great yeah, a little, right. yeah. Right. An actual Shirley temple with ginger beer and lime made the way that we made. It was so good. Like I, I was totally shocked how good that drink was. Mm-hmm. And it was a good cigar pairing. So what we decided to do in this, in this, you know, first four uh, weeks was there's a lot of guys that watch our show that on the flavor odyssey show that don't drink. And so we, let's give these guys, you know, a, uh, four weeks where we can, you know, explore some non-alcoholic drinks. It's really been fun. This uh, Wednesday is the non-alcoholic version of a mojito has agave syrup in it. So it's a little bit of a different recipe. Uh, if you want to get the recipe, it's in the flavor odyssey group on dojaverse.com. So we'll be, uh, we'll be challenging each other to come up with the best pairing for a non-alcoholic mojito. That's Wednesday. And then next Friday night on smoke night live, we're going to do a friends giving. Maybe we'll be doing some, 
cigar pairings with uh, cranberry sauce, turkey, mashed potatoes, oh, gravy, nice. you know, that kind of stuff. We'll see how that I goes. Actually, I have a I have a non-alcoholic mojito recipe. I call it a fojito. There you go. Fojito. As a non-alcoholic guy. Good man. I watch that one. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. That should be interesting. All right. Well, to all our friends and fans out there, uh, next week will be a best of. We hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Take some time. Enjoy it with your families. Eric, thanks for coming on. As always, Coop. Thank you. Our honorary guests and pleasures. Everybody have a great Thanksgiving. We'll see you back in two weeks. Please follow us on social media. If you're not a smoking socialite, go to Facebook. It's one of the greatest groups, uh, one of the greatest groups on Facebook, smoking social page. Check it out. We'll see you all in two weeks. Happy Thanksgiving and keep it lit.